Not before the Three, show. Two. And we're on live in air. What's today? Chris Thursday? Thursday, man. This week goes fly. When you're working, it flies. It flies. Uh, all right, everybody. You know what it is. It's the one and the only, the American Trollo Podcast, broadcasting directly from North Hollywood, California. And today we're talking politics. Um, November's right around the corner. The midterms are here. And let me introduce our next guest. Our next guest is um, oh man, I'm in your Oh no, don't blame it on me. No, no. Okay, the cop is contagious. Uh, our next guest is a mom, a wife, an activist running for Congress in the 29th, the 29th. district. Please give a warm welcome to Angelica Duenas. Thank you so much. Thank you again. Thank you for having how, how me. How are we doing? We're doing good. Getting over a cold. Over a cold, that it's been, the cough actually. If, I'm over the cold. The cough is the one that's lingering. If I no get sick and I miss a couple of podcasts, uh, no la culpa. yeah, we're gonna, yeah, you know, we're going to, you know, we have to. No, <laughs> so you know what? This is perfect because you are running for my district. Yeah, I am. Am I what, what am I considered a constituent or am I, yes, sir? Right. Yeah, a constituent. I, I well, right now, a neighbor because, like, you know, I'm, I'm not elected, so like, you know, you, you're a fellow, but you I know, would be coming, a constituent, you would be a constituent, yes, sir. Oh, man, this is gonna be fun, man, because now I get to complain to you about all my problems I've had in my city, you know, yeah, right? and let's do something about them, yeah. So, so, let's, um, first, let's let people kind of get a feel for who you are, where yeah. were you raised, the whole thing. So, yeah, you know, where sure. were you born and raised at? Born and raised in Sun Valley. I actually live like nine minutes away from the hospital that I was born. I was born at um, Sarah Hospital, now known as Pacifica. Um, you know, raising my five children here, I'm married. Um, you know, I, 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 after we got married, we moved out and my dad got sick. And I ended up moving in a couple of years after I got married. And by the time my dad got his um disability sorted out right. it was 2010 and we could and like, everything was super expensive and it just didn't make sense to move out and pay somebody else rent and all right. that stuff and and we've been hunkering down ever since you know um uh basically you know been witnessing my community go from bad to worse for the last you know 30 plus years and i've uh, been really t- just tired of complaining about it i did go to school for political science and that was kind of the plan like at least actually i wanted to work i be, wanted to be an office lady at an elected person's office um but i I got pregnant and, you know, started a family kind of early and kind of sidetracked and was doing kind of being an office lady for a while. I was doing human resources. And in 2015, when Bernie Sanders ran for office and he was calling out so much of the corruption within the Democratic Party, within the Republican Party, it just like spoke to me. And like, and he was putting into words these things that I already kind of knew. And it kind of like woke up this, uh, this um, I don't know, like a hope in in, in politics, I guess. And I, I became a, a diehard, you know, volunteer and supporter. In fact, my I have five kids and my my youngest, her name is Bernice. So yes, uh-huh. It's true. Bernice. Bernice. Uh, um yeah, no, yeah. As they um, you know, Bernie Sanders really just like spoke to us in twenty sixteen. It was something special. It sparked and it sparked something. It really did. It really did. It put into words and it, policies that I knew that should be, such as universal health care, such as, you know, having a peaceful foreign policy, such as um a, a humane hu- immigration policy, you know, all of these things that we know it's it should be that that it's like in the richest country the world you know all this corruption that he was calling out and all of these things and fiend and so you know when 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 he didn't make it through i was a burning delegate i was in philadelphia we tried our best you know what i mean we're like hillary can't be trump come on and it, you know what it was what it was and you know ever this on um, this way and i was just doing the math it's gonna go like on seven years now we've been like pissed off and activists and being you know doing one thing or another and it became from going like being angry to like knowing we're right 
to like, well, what are we going to do about it? And some of us started organizing around building power, right? And that's what we've been doing. I feel that, you know, um, on the left anyway, we've done a lot of like fighting, like, you know, fight the power, right? And like, fuck them, que sabe que, que son culeros. And like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> However, and it's like, well, what are we doing about it, right? And, 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 and what about being the power, getting the power, acquiring the power, being able to do something about it, right? Like, what good does it do you to write the best book in the whole world if it just sits on your shelf, right? And you, you don't share it with the world. And that's kind of what I feel like. I'm like, we need to like build power within ourselves. And, you know, I was a, an independent up until 2015, and I decided to go Democrat um, for Bernie Sanders. I didn't want to have any problems voting and this, that, and the other. Um, and after, you know, the, the DNC over there in Philadelphia happened, I got really discouraged and I left the Democratic Party. I went green for a couple of years and organized with them for a little while. And quite honestly, I mean, there's drama everywhere. You're, and you're, you're a hood hopper. You're hopping from different. You know what? I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm about the the issues, and they had a, they have a really great platform, and I'm, and and those issues are the issues that I care about. But again. They get this either way if you're right, if you don't have any problem behind be power behind it. Right. And that's what the Green Party has is like they're they have a great platform. So many like they're a bunch of beautiful people and they're organizing, but they have their own dramas. And I'm like, if I'm gonna be dealing with dramas like that, let's get some power behind it. And so I went back to the Democratic Party and to to try and, and organize within it and, and and outside of it. So I am an elected member of the Los Angeles County Democratic Party. Okay. And I'll be honest, I haven't dealt with as much resistance and like aggression than I have amongst of my own. You know what I'm saying? I, I actually dialogue. We, we I get to dialogue with conservatives, Republicans and, you know, others, independents a lot easier than I do other Democrats that maybe are on the, another spectrum of what it is to be a Democrat. So it's been an interesting six years, seven years. I'm just trying like, basically it's like, it's desperate times. I We have a set amount of tools and I, I can't afford to toss out any tools and I'm trying to use any tools available to me. And that's kind of what pushed me to run for for office. Now, how, how are you juggling this with uh with five kids? I mean, that's a, that five, five kids itself is a whole lot of work. So yeah. how are you making time for all this? You know, um, I guess it's very little sleep. It's it's having a schedule. It's like, you know, um, Google Calendar is like my best friend. Basically, I have an, a great amount of a, a, a great team that helps me out, like a great amount. Um, I have, you know, my uh, campaign coordinators and stuff that help me keep that stuff together. And at my house, I have a very supportive husband. I have a, a mother that, you know, it, we, we all live together. Like I said, you know, we had to move in, in with each other and, and it was kind of crazy and like hard, but it, you know, it comes in handy because we also are a team. And uh, we, when, when I cook, it's for everybody. When my mom cooks, it's for everybody. When la I clean familia, it, vice versa. Familia. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's how it's been working out really. So I, I could have swore I saw you on the news protesting in front of Nuri's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, back on in Sunday when the news hit, um, you know, Sunday morning, um, we I got a, a, a call. So you know, since I, I mentioned I have been organizing since you know back in 2015, so we have a great network of organizers here in Los Angeles that has been building for the past six, seven years. And when we got that call, like within hours, um, you know, the local Black Lives Matters, the local, I wish more more Latinos than not, um, and you know, other allies, you know, were ready to show up and demand here in the valley for Nuri Martinez to to resign. Um, what was caught on tape was, you know, it was a, a horrible racist remarks that were made. And also what's even more 
outrageous was the gerrymandering, which I believe may have been um, illegal. So there was a whole lot that went down in that whole hour and a half of, of, of recording that I think we're still to yet to like digest. But you're going to be in Congress. There's there's much worse things that people speak on. That's when they're oh, yeah. behind the absolutely. scenes. Oh, absolutely. What happened with, with those guys right there is that they got caught. Do I think that the, that that what they were doing is any different than what are these the, the other members that we you know were not uh, under recording were? Uh, absolutely present. not. You know what I mean? Um, however, that doesn't mean you're going to let people off the hook and people should be held accountable for yes. their. And, you know, as a human resources professional, that's what I do for 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 a job is like when you're on the clock. There's a certain level of, of professionalism. And I think that, you know, we can all admit that, you know, we might not be the nudie in the room, but we probably have been the Kevin, you know, in the, in the room where you maybe you didn't call things out. I think this is a learning experience to many of us right here is like it's it's it, we're in 2022. This is not how things work anymore. Well, and you're going to get called I, I, out I, and, I, I and have, devices are being recorded have, all the time. Well, I have to kind of disagree with you on that when you say it's 2022. And this is not how things work because it seems like it only applies to Latinos. Mayor London Breed. Mayor London Breed says something that I'm not going to say is as equal as to what Nuri did, but it's grounds for termination, in my opinion. I don't see anybody protesting over there. I don't see anybody staying over there. And to me, it seems like the, same, the Latinos, and I'll say you right now just because you're here, right? We're going to go into it. We are so quick to want to attack and, and kind of show everybody, look, I'm not racist, I'm not this, but why is nobody over there making noise? Why haven't you posted anything about Mayor London Breed? Why hasn't anybody that's mm -hmm. in these movements said anything? It's almost like crickets. Mm -hmm. Well, I live in Sun Valley, so does Nuno Martinez. Nuno Martinez is the president of my, my city council, or was the president of my city council. Right. Uh, this information landed on my lap because I'm, I'm a member of my community, you know? Um, I was telling you earlier, and we were like, oh, let's wait for, for their show to start. Of course. Um, I hadn't heard about this until I was preparing for today's show. I was like going through your stuff. And then um, I watched, you know, part of the video. I didn't watch the whole the whole interview right. that she did. Um, and I'm just like, wow, I'm like flabbergasted because I'm like, I don't know what's more shocking. These people talking behind closed doors oh, and they didn't oh. know that nobody was listening. And the fact that she was so comfortable uh -huh. talking about it right on camera, like nothing. So it, it, it absolutely is grounds for termination. Right. I don't disagree. What I, I, I'm tripping out on, to me, to be honest, is like, you know, what's going on in, in San Francisco? Where, where's the activists? You know, where's the activists at? Because, like, I mean, out here, we've been organizing for the last five years, six, seven years. That's the reason why my phone went off and I was in a group chat within like two hours, three hours that the that the news story broke, and then, right. you know, in the morning. Um, so I'm wondering what's going on up there. I, I thought that they had a movement. I mean, I know Oakland and stuff that stuff goes on in Oakland. I don't know the San Francisco. They don't have an activist community. Um, do but I, San Francisco definitely has an activist community. But like I said, it seems like all the time when it comes to us, we will fight each other all the time, very easy. I won't but argue when, with that. But when it comes to any other politicians, whether it's African American, whether it's it's white, whether it's LGBTQ, we don't we don't hold them to the same standard because I keep mm. I keep hearing equality. Mm -hmm. Equality means she should be having. People outside her yeah. office saying, what's I mean, going on? Around, I mean, what I've been seeing, at least um, amongst like my community of activists, is right. keep, everybody's getting called out, regardless of where it comes from. What, the difference on this one is that this one hit this one hit the news big time before we hit their houses. We've been hitting people's houses for years. Well, the news is also part of the problem. Because you know the, the news, the news with the, with the Nuri thing, racist, racist Latinos, racist Latinos, racist. 
the news is staying silent on this. They did one little small piece. That's what piece. I'm saying, yeah. They did one small I, piece. How come I didn't hear about it? And then again, I mean, I am super busy with the campaign. you're not watching American Cholo, huh? My, my bad. I'm not. Um, you know, I'm kind of busy doing like the five kids. It's the five kids. No. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. And like, the, like I said, my phone went off that morning because I am an activist in my community here in Los Angeles. Right. People know that I live in Sun Valley. Nuri Martinez is a, it's a, is a five minute drive yeah, from my house. Neighbor. Not, you know, San Francisco is a five hour drive. You know what I'm saying? And, but, and, and I don't but, listen. I don't because there's some people that get upset. Oh, girl, you know, you're not doing. I'm not expecting anybody from L.A. to drive but out there. But you know what? Absolutely. She does deserve to be held accountable. But I don't see, I like I said, I don't, worse I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't she see did one, it out in the open. I don't see one single, and I, okay, I posted, I did a video on there, and I said, yeah, she should be, she should resign. So when people try to tell me, oh, but you, I said, no, I did. I said she should resign. Everybody should be held right? accountable. Right? So to me, it's like, it's not equal because people ain't posting it. People, I have all all the people that are activists out here in LA. I haven't seen one single person post that uh, that London Breach should be taken down. Nobody. It's like I said, people are so afraid. Now, I also believe this. I think the standards that the twenty two standards of how to live, talk. It's almost like people are trying to act like we're perfect human beings, and I think that eventually the Democratic Party is going to eat itself. Because you guys can't continue to believe that people are really this straight edge, this what, because what's going to happen. And I said that when I said the nerdy thing. I said, what's going to happen is, give it time, it'll be somebody else, and let's see what happens. And sure enough, it didn't even take two weeks. Here goes London Breed. She said that. And that's how people sometimes talk. And I get it, but I think, I think the standards that, that we're trying to hold ourselves to is, is not realistic. What do you think? Well... One thing is how you're talking in your backyard amongst yourselves and you're not wielding power, right? These these people are different. And, you know, the mayor of San Francisco being comfortable saying they said that it's okay to target people of certain nationalities simply because they are of a certain nationality. That's what you said. That she needs to be held accountable and, you know, she needs, you know, there should be, she should be fired or, or you know, she, she needs to resign. She needs to, whatever She needs it is. to have her feet to, fell to the fire Absolutely. and really answer for this. Not just be able to say, oh, I apologize, yeah. keep going. And I think that we're seeing this across the board. Um, you know, I get, I, I mean, this, I am kind of like aghast or kind of surprised that things got to the point that, I mean, this is happening in my community. So I'm going to help hold her responsible because she's, she represents my neighborhood, my people. She lives up the street from You're my, one of my her high school. And so that's, to me, it's a little bit different. Um, but the thing is though, there's other, uh, other representatives have been doing all kinds of stuff and even worse stuff. And it still gets skipped. The guy that I'm running against was accused of sexually assaulting a minor in, 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 yeah. And he, and it went to court in 2017, 2018. And, and it was one of these things like it, it, LA times did three articles about it and you know, nobody cares. Right. They, 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 they hide it in page eight uh -huh. and nobody cares. Right. And so what happened there? What happened there? Why have? Why don't you know about that? Right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's that's politics. That's politics, and and that's a trip because like everybody cared until it got in, inconvenient, and 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 things were moving along until Tony Cardenas was going head to head against a Republican, and all of a sudden, things got weird, and re and and the case got tossed under mysterious circumstances. The girl's lawyer was Gloria Allwright's daughter, which uh, what's her name, Patricia. I forget. She also represented um, Harvey Weinstein. Oh, okay. So these are the people, like you know what I mean. And, and it's and it and it sounds weird. And you want to get all conspiracy or weird about it? It's not. These are the facts. 
Tony Cardenas met a little girl in a golf course, then met her dad later on. He he met her dad and then um, in Pacoima, she lived in Pacoima. He, um, that very same day that he met her, was like, oh my God, your daughter is so amazing. She's such a good golf player. And he went to his house in Panorama City and drove to her house in Pacoima and dropped off a golf court, a golf a bag and a golf club. Super expensive, they say. Within a couple of weeks, got her dad um, tickets to go to see award shows and all this stuff. Within a couple of weeks after that, um, moved her family out of a trailer park in, pa in, in Pacoima to a house all expenses paid in Valencia. Okay, and that's a whole other thing. And this is this is not denied. And Tony Cardenas is. These are all facts. These are all wow, facts. I've never heard he it. hasn't going. denied that, and um, he got her dad a job. Got her dad a job at his old nonprofit. Was, how old was the girl? She was fourteen when he oh, met her. What? She was fourteen years old, and she was a golf star. She was like number three, number four in the country when he met her from Pocoima. Okay, oh, she God. was playing right here at the at the golf club, right at the golf course, and uh, Hanson Dam. Mm -hmm. That's where she like did a class, and she was super good. She was like number three, number four in the country, getting presidential awards and stuff like that. Um, he met her and was immediately like smitten by her. Okay, he um, he made sure that she got moved into a house in Valencia so that she had access to a high school that had a golf program. Tony Cardenas made sure that she that she had her her equipment taken care of. The who was paying for the rent? You know what I mean? Mind you, at this point, Tony Cardenas is now her dad's boss because he hired Tony Cardenas to work for his nonprofit, okay. then for the city, and then for the Congress. Okay, so he was like a field rep. All right, it's like it's hella, it's hella like weird, um, and then and this is a fact that me and for like two years, so he met her, moved her out, and then for like the first two years, he was going every weekend golfing with her, practically every weekend. Why? Because he was a city councilman at the time, and he had access to all this golf golf uh, courses that were hella fancy, and her parents were like, well. She's up and coming. We will never be able to afford how, to get her to play. When, when he was going out and playing with her at this time, is she a little older now? Is she still She's like 14. So now she's like 14, then going 15, 15 oh, and then, you know, 16. Um, and so, you know, every weekend, little, according to her, nothing weird happened for the first two years. Uh, to me, that's hella weird for a grown man to be going golfing with some, other, some yes, little girl. Of and I'm going to hire your dad to go. So that's weird. Anyways. Um, so sometimes he would pick her up at the house. Sometimes her dad would drop her off at the golf course and then pick her up afterwards. You know what I mean? He would just wait at the parking lot. Different things. Sometimes he, she, he was taking her around so much that people thought that he was his, that she was the daughter. Antonio Villaraigosa, who was the mayor at the time, it was like, oh yeah, I remember seeing her. I thought that was his daughter. Anyways. Um, so what happens is for two years, they were golfing, blah, blah, blah. Things didn't get weird until they did, according to her. So another this is being denied. And so what she says is that, that, and this is true. One day she, she, they were golfing. She passed out. He uh, denied medical care, put her in the car, drove 45 minutes and dropped her off at Holy Cross in Silmar. They were like out in, in the West, in the West side somewhere. She says, now this is where the, he says she's, none of this is, this is all facts up oh, until now. Okay. He says, she says, says, she says that he gave her something to drink. It tasted funny. She didn't drink the whole thing when she passed out. She couldn't move, but she was conscious. And she says that in the 45 minute drive, which is the true, and he drove past five, five hospitals that he was fondling her the whole way. 
Okay. When he dropped her off, they were like, oh, she must be dehydrated. She was playing golf. And they were like, okay, she didn't get drug tested that day, but she did go to the ER that day. She was treated for dehydration because she did collapse. Tony Cardenas was out golfing with some little girl that was not his daughter who passed out. He denied medical care, put her in a golf cart, drove her and put her in her his car, drove her for 45 minutes past five hospitals and dropped her off at Holy Cross. Did he have any reason for driving past all his hospital and, and him going to Holy Cross? Did this, this, this ever go to court? What, what happened? Yes, it went to court. So, so this uh, this allegedly happened in two thousand seven. Okay, she didn't say nothing. This happened. She was sixteen years old. She didn't say anything to her parents until she was like eighteen, nineteen. I'm not sure, like on the math. So she because when it happened, she was like, I don't want to go golfing with him no more. So she stopped going golfing with him, but. He is still her dad's boss. What? He is still because he, her dad, was working for the congressman. No, now? Um, well, no, at the oh, time. At the, at the time, okay. or at the time at city council. Okay. So her dad was like, you know, sure, her dad was still at the time. She's sixteen years old. Her dad is still working for the congressman. Her rent is being taken care of because of the congressman. Her 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 golf like career is picking up because of the access that the con- that the sing- the councilman at the time uh, was giving her. The guy who paid for the rent, his name is Mark Handel. He's a he's a developer, and he used to get all kinds of contracts with the city of San Fernando, with Los Angeles, all over the place. Well, right now he's in trouble for like uh, tax evasion. I don't know what he's like in big trouble for all kinds of stuff. Well, this guy Mark Handel had like a a, a sec a alias. He called himself Contusion. K-H-A-N-Tusion, which means bruise, contusion. Um, So he was a pornographer. So he would, he has like about 10, 15, uh uh-huh. It goes like this. I know, I'm like, this is crazy. Um, He has like about 10 movies under his belt and they're all crazy gross. The first three movies were never released (laughs) because they were so bad. Basically, the girls who talk about it is he got them to sign contracts to be on in a porn movie whatever like you know they're actresses but he would get them and he would beat the living oh, crap out of them they were unconscious some of them were unconscious so basically getting raped on film and so and this right, is cardenas buddy this is cardenas's friend that's the guy who he got to pay for angela and her family's rent for five years uh, why why isn't this in the news why isn't this in the news so, okay, so when I found about this back in the day, it was, uh, oh, this is the daughter of a disgruntled employee. And when I was looking at the, at the LA Times story, I was like, well, you know, birds of a feather fly together. I don't know who Tony Cardenas is hanging with. I can see him hanging out with some bad dude. And I feel bad for not believing Angela. I got an anonymous call last year and said, Angelica, it would be in your best interest to go down to the court and get those court files and just take a look at them. I did. I went down to the court and I went and I got those files and I got the whole case and I read through it. And I was like, oh, my God, where I was like, I don't even know where to start because I have five kids. I have no money. I'm trying to run a campaign. I don't even know where to start. And they're going to be like, you're going to politicize this and ta 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 ta, Right. So what what can I do? You know, I prayed. I was like, I don't know, like universe, the ancestors, like my community, like I need help because like somebody needs to care and put this in a, in a in a video format universe manifesting. Look it up now. And then like three months later, two months later, I get a call and it's a documentarist and they're doing a documentary on the pornographer contusion and all the stuff that he's been doing. Why has he been getting away with it? Because of his homies, Tony Cardenas being one of them. That's about to hit. 
That's about to hit. And so that's how, um, you know, this was just made to the point that I'm like, you know what? We need to be we need to be strong and use our resources to get the word out there. Obviously the people don't know, and we have been trying our best to share this information. Um, but you know, the media for whatever reason doesn't care it because it's not convenient because Tony Cardenas is going to get replaced by somebody who, I mean, yeah, I'm a Democrat. I have no loyalty to no party. I have a loyalty to my community. I don't take big money. I, Look at my uh, my money. My money is like 92%, 95% small donations from people, just like regular people. He takes monies from special interests, from this, that, and the other. Most of his money comes from Washington, D.C., literally. Like, they're, the media is overlooking this because just like we see it every time, like working class um, struggles are always overlooked. You know, and here in, in, in the Valley, we've been sold out by these vendidos that have been, you know, we were so happy. And I would say like people back in the 90s just to see brown representation because we, you know, we were dealing with Prop 187 and all kinds of stuff back then that that was good enough. But here we are 30 years later. Now what? And we have nothing to show for it. They have been able to give each other contracts. They have been able to help each other out. And we have nothing to show for it. And it's the same people like they, they, they. They get a term limit and then they switch positions and it's just the same it's people the for the last 30 years. It's the swamp. It's the swamp. And you know what? Like uh, Donald Trump said the right stuff. Yeah, the swamp, the swamp, the swamp. I have to argue. See, I feel like he made it swampier. So it's kind of like, you know what? We need to not drain the swamp. We got to like power wash it. We got to go in he, there with like brushes did, and clean he, it out, reline it, you know, the, the clean one, water. The one good thing that Trump did, he exposed the hypocrisy. Because they were all his friends. Let's be honest. All the Democrats were all his friends. He would go to the cleaning up uh, marriages. He would go to the parties. He would go to this. Why? Because he was like, he wasn't the porn star guy, but he was the guy with the money that was donating money to every single politician. Why? So I can get my fast track on my on my uh, permits. I can get stuff going. And then once he switched sides, that's when he became the most evil guy in America. And I get that stuff, but we'll, we'll talk about Trumpito later. Well, I think that, that, like, you know, people have been abusing their power for, for ages. And of I course. think that, you know, what Donald Trump did was uh, was a season opportunity. I think that, you know, this is what we're seeing now. People out of chaos comes order and backwards. Um, and I think that, you know, Tony, uh, what is it? Um, Donald Trump. Right. saw a time that you know it was a, it was it was a populist moment and he said the right things to get in there and you know four years later you know he, he didn't do them he got voted out because of that um but the people are hungry for change and that's why it's it's, it's imperative to have working class people run for office because what happens is that when people are desperate they go for something different and it can really go to an extreme that could be ugly and it could be extreme that could really be harmful. And that's why we need to just come out here and teach people and show people that we can run cor like corporate-free campaigns, that we can run campaigns with, with you know, small donations. And I literally got 43.3% of the vote in 2020 using raw data. They gave me a CD of, of, of information um, from the voter file and um, Google Sheets. And we were cutting lists and this is how we were organizing. We didn't have consultants. We didn't have nothing fancy. We didn't spend money on anything crazy. Uh, 
Nobody drew a salary. Nobody got paid other than vendors, you know? And so these are the campaigns that, that we need to start teaching each other to run. And so when I'm in office, this is what I, where I expect to be different is I expect to be there for three terms, which is six years. Why six years, Angelica? The military only asked you for four. I'm giving you two more. <laughs> so I asked the like, I'm, I'm going to be a civil servant. I have five children. I have more than enough things that I should be and could be doing, but, you know, disparate times again. What I want to use is my office to be a community empowerment center where we can teach people how to petition government at all levels and how to run campaigns. I want workshops. I, I, I want workshops. I want field trips. I want people learning what I did, and I want people to to do it over and over again. I'm going to be one of 430 something people in Congress. What can I do? I don't know. Maybe have people grow some balls and like you know say some stuff how it needs to be said or do some things that need to that need to be done. But what I want to do is, is empower the communities because I. I think that these policies of universal health care are not that crazy. I, Republicans well, even let, agree let, with let, it. Let, let's slow it down a little bit and I'll start breaking down the policies okay. one by one. But let's finish off with Cartagena. Organizing, organizing right. across the board is what I think that that's where our strengths are. And I want to use my platforms to to teach people, to give people the tools to organize themselves. So to, to finish, I want to finish off the Cardenas one. Uh, so... At the end of everything, did he like settle out of court? Did the cases um, get dropped? Like just so, so when the court uh, it goes through phases. So the first phase was like presenting the evidence. So it was Jane Doe versus John Doe, and the the the, the court saw the evidence, which was all of the history and the grooming and the properties and da 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 and all of that. So that was enough evidence to be like, okay, you can stay Jane Doe because you were a minor at the time, but we can call out the person. So it's like Jane. So before. Her side of 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 the cases, because at this point is he didn't know, one could say, because it's in front of the court as as anonymous. They somehow found out, got ahead of it. So before her side of like her legal team can like present it to the media, he got ahead of it and he was like, the daughter of a disgruntled employee. It's me. This is who they were trying to say. And he got ahead of it real quick. And with me, I was thinking. Isabella is so like corrupt that anybody can get accused of anything. And so my statement at the time was, if this is true, Tony needs to resign because what we were presented was what the media presented. I didn't have access to the court files. The court files show that he met this little girl first, then met her dad, then got them moved out, got them all paid. This, that, and the other. He was in the car with her for 45 minutes, drove past with her unconscious, drove for past five hospitals, and she alleges he fondled her during that time. He says no. Yeah, hmm. as a, as a mama bear, you know that there's Be something serious. very wrong. There, oh right? yeah, oh yeah. And so I feel I when I read the court files, like I said, I felt such a stress that I was like, what am I gonna do? That when this documentarist, his name is Lucas Hain, reached out to me and was like, hey. You know, I'm doing a documentary on this pornographer and this led us to Tony. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Yes, that, I have heard of that. And then what happened was that um, Patty Lopez, who had um, organized back in the day uh, during that time, was like, hey, you might want to talk to Angelica. And that's how the documentary people got to me. So the thing is with this is like, you know, right is right, wrong, wrong is wrong. And like, it's a trip how like our, our worlds are interconnected. I have a, a weird connection with Tony Cardenas for back in the day too. And I'm just like, man, it's so funny how, how things just come back around. And sometimes things are just meant to be. Tony Cardenas, his brother, Jose, who's a, 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 a psychiatrist or something like that, or, or a psychologist, <coughs> 
um, him and his wife used to um, live out in, in Valencia somewhere. And my aunt, my mom's sister used to be their live-in nanny. So when Tony Cardenas was running the very first time to be assembly person, my tia was taking care of his nieces and nephews and his kids when they were going out canvassing, knocking right. on doors, right? How interesting is that? And when Tony Cardenas won um, the primary back then, back then it was the top Republican versus the top Democrat versus the top Libertarian versus whatever. It was different back then. Um, after he made it to, and this was back in 95, right after Prop 187. So it was, one can say it was tense times, you know, very racial. Um, after he made it, he was like, so Jose, you need to fire Doña Cuca because she's undocumented and, and we don't want that uh. static fired my tia my tia to this day she has framed like cards of like how she was part of the family this that and the other and i'll tell you one thing she was living a nice life until life got really hard for her afterwards um i didn't know about this until i was like a year into my first campaign against tony cardenas when my mom my tia was like mira no te acuerdas que yo era este cosa? i was like I'm like, yeah, this is really bad. You know that because like after he made it in, he could have figured a way to get you back in there. He could have helped you out. He could have gotten you rehired. He could have, he could have, he could have, but he didn't. This is Tony Cardenas. That's the guy, man. All right. I'm going to definitely do the fact checks. And it's not that I saw do it. I saw it. He, he does have it on there, but yeah, I'm just amazing me that that never really hit like prime time news, man, but yeah. it's the, it's a politics. So now let's, let's talk about policies. Let's talk policy. Um, I'm one of your constituents, as I've said already, and I see my city going to, what is it, hell in a basket or something they call it, something like that? Hell in the hand basket. There you go. That's the one. Um, I see the gang problem getting much worse than it was in the last eight years or so or whatnot. I see the drug problem through the roof. I see the homelessness problem through the roof. I see dirty streets. I see tents everywhere. What is your policy? Because me as a as a taxpaying citizen of North Hollywood, I'm tired of going or having my wife go to CVS over here on on uh where's it at on Oxnard in Lancashire. The drive through window's broken because the tweakers broke it. There's about four or five tents, four or five cars. It's a party spot. It's come to the point where the homeless, the drug addicts can do whatever they want and the cops can't push them out no politicians push them out so i want to see now if you have the balls as we said earlier to kick these people out what are you going to do about all these people going around doing what they want i think that we need to call it what it is which is we, we're in a, in a state of emergency and this is not just local i think the reason why los angeles is getting a a disproportionate amount of the uh, of the homeless or the unhoused is because of policies that keep on getting passed across the country that are not resolving the issue, which is making it illegal to be out in the street. Um, but the thing is, these people need help. Some people, uh, I would say, here in Los Angeles is about sixty forty, which is still it's still it's still for damn sixty forty percent of the of, of the unhoused people. You provide them affordable housing, they're going to be okay. Oh no, no, yeah. no. Yes. No. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. The thing is with the unhoused people, you the ones that you're seeing. When, when wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, <laughs> the people that you're getting to see that you clearly can see they're unhoused are those sixty percent that need more than just housing. There's, there's Jesus. 
they need a lot of help. They need wraparound services. The 40% that you ha- guys haven't noticed is the people who who ha- go to the gym, who still have a job, that they're, they're, they're going under the radar, that you're actually maybe even working with them and you don't know that they're actually parking their car around the corner. They're not out in the street. They're not living out in the street, but they are unhoused and they're, or they're, they're couch surfing and fiend. So there's multiple aspects to this, the housing crisis. And it's not just like a lack of housing, it's a lack of affordable housing. And let's address it. Um, across the country, we have hedge funds and super corporations that are buying up a bunch of the houses and making so that uh, buying a house in certain areas is nearly impossible. So there's that's one problem. Um, uh, instead of affordable housing being built, we have luxury houses being built. Right now, we have a lot of empty houses. Like to say like, oh, there's not enough housing. That's, there is. There's, it's empty. It's, there's, record, they're empty. Yeah. They're empty right now. There is housing. Um, that's not the right type of housing and mental health and drug, uh, problems. People are like, and I, and, and you know, people don't want to say it out on the, in my, in my side of things, I'd say in the left, it's like, Oh, it could fail. But you know what? It's true. We need 24 seven care for a lot of people out there. They don't deserve to be out and, and they don't deserve to be out in jail, but they don't deserve to be out on the street. And I have an autistic son. And when I see some of these people, I get really fucking sad because I see in them, I'm going to start crying, people that have been forgotten and not everybody has a solid family system. I have five children and I like to think that um, when I'm not around, my husband's not around to care for my son, then my children, his siblings will step in and take care of him. But I can't guarantee that. I see this world not ready to take care of my son in case that I'm not able to. And what going doing, knocking door on door to door, um, running for office, I have to come to the realization that people with special needs, it's a lot more than we realize. And these, these children, my, my boy is a cute little boy, but one day he's going to be a man. He's going to look scary to people and they're not going to understand. You take a second. He needs help. So I think of the forgotten souls. And I, because we give we give water to these people, because you know, in my in our culture, a huevo, like I'm okay with a huevo, um, but there's no a huevo right now. Like it's like you know, get get going to this shelter or get off the street in this shelter life. Like it's it's not a real life, you know. That's not real yeah, option but, for people. But, okay, and so you know, um, what we do need to do is address the, the the lack of affordable housing. We need to um, make it so that Section 8 is a lot more feasible and that these systems do not get people stuck in poverty and that, you know, the system doesn't make it so that if you make more money, you lose all assistance and all of a sudden, instead of getting ahead, you're getting behind. We need to fix the broken systems because some of these systems are built for us to stay in poverty and to stay small and to not get ahead because if you make $800 more a month, all of a sudden you lose your 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 low income housing and now instead of being ahead eight hundred dollars you're down two thousand because you had to go get a regular apartment why are is the systems built out to make us be lesser right and i think that these are things are on purpose why because the people who are representing us have been bought out in order to make money off of it the unhoused there's more than enough money to house all these people but all of these nonprofits that are stealing our money yes Stealing the money, all of that needs to be addressed. And that's why everything needs to be audited. What I can't wait to be is in, 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 the, in the federal seat. So these problems are like are are at different levels. So 
the county has some responsibility. The city has responsibility as, as federal. I can bring resources, but the work has to be done in a regional sense, right? So what I want to do is to make us all come in the same room and address the problem because we have the resources. What we have is people are stealing and making a profit off of people suffering. Of course. And it's in, in many corporations' best interest to continue the, 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 the unhoused population being out here to be what it is because they're making money off of okay, it. Okay, but now, now let's start... It, this is a, a big thing to tackle, right? And I, I agree with you on 50% of it. I disagree with you on, on the other 50 or, 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 you know. So as far as developer, developers making these uh, unaffordable places, absolutely. That's what's going on. And uh, the Democratic Party, who runs pretty much L.A. and California, Angeles, yeah. has, has been saying mm -hmm. for the last 5, 10, 15 years, we need more housing. We need more housing. No, we need more affordable housing. So that. 100% agree with you. Uh, at all place, at all parts of the city. Yes, yes, in general. Because what happens is that the, the San Fernando Valley has gotten a disproportionate amount of those affordable housing uh -huh. units that become problem units when they're not run properly. Right, right. Well, that's why, because uh, North Hollywood is like a big Los Angeles, but in, in the city. Because we have areas that have a lot of money. We have areas that are real hood. We have probably the most homeless housing in all of L.A. as far as... Uh, instead of like Skid Row, let's say, but as far as suburban LA, yeah. Pacoima. But the thing is this, I believe it's, uh, and I could be wrong, somebody could fact check me. I think in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, California has spent over $10 billion. $10 billion. That means for the people that you, that, that you say are 40% that are working, there is a lot of those. There is more than enough places for those people to go if you got $10 billion, right? Yep. You know, it would be a lot cheaper to subsidize rent, to start cutting check and help, help people be, prevent from being homeless. They, they could have, you know, like for 40% of those people, the other 60%, they're going to need wraparound services. Some people are going to be have 24-7 care. They can't be out on their own. They're never going to be able to and they don't have the family or right. the, fam yes. you know, the system. But some people need hand-holding, like, you know, checking in and a social worker and they can maybe like be a quasi-independent. It, it's it's a whole spectrum. And the people that it, that are being more in, in the shadows is the people that we don't know they're homeless that they're really good at covering it these are people who are going taking showers at the gym yeah, and the that. other and students and stuff like that and people who don't even get it that they're homeless because they're like oh i'm not homeless bro like you're sleeping in, in the couches and in your car you're but i believe you know? i believe the majority of homeless people out here in la it's north hollywood let's say i'm not even gonna say la are drug addicts i see it every day they're the ones that we're seeing yeah the ones that you're seeing out here on the street well, yeah those yeah, are the ones that have mental health that's, issues that's the majority and, and but i won't let's not even drug addicts. let's not even let's not even argue on the numbers or debate on the numbers right let's say this break it down to me you everything you said a lot of it made sense but me as a voter mm -hmm. i'm asking you what are you gonna do about these guys in front of CVS? What are you gonna do about these guys over here in front mm -hmm. of Target? What are you what are you gonna do as a politician? Because mm -hmm. I haven't heard one politician actually say, you know what, I'm gonna start enforcing curfew laws. I mean, I'm gonna start enforcing loitering laws. I'm gonna start enforcing this. Mm -hmm. When I was a gang member in the streets, guess what? The cops be like, hey, you gotta go. You're loitering. That was a tool they used to get me off the block where I'm drinking a beer in front of your house telling you to go screw yourself. This is my hood. But now it's like, no, oh, dude, you can post up anywhere in LA. And nobody tell nobody gives the cops the tools to do anything. So what are you gonna do? Let's say about that mm -hmm. about all these guys just ch sitting there smoking meth in front of in front of in front of people's houses in front of people's buildings. 
Well, I mean, as far as like doing crime, that's a crime, right? As far as I understand that doing drugs out in the open, that's a crime. I, I thought it was not anymore. You not, know? not in California. Uh, you know, from my understanding, I, I don't think that ha- I, I didn't know that had changed. So if that has changed, that's something that that's news to me. Oh, it's changed. Um, you know, so doing crimes, it, criminals, you know, need to be, uh, uh, you know, treated as such uh, drug addicts. You know, if they're if they're doing crime to buy their drugs, that's a crime. Doing drugs itself, you know, it's to me, drug addiction is a health issue. No, yes, you I, know, I get that. there's plenty of people who are hooked on drugs that are, you know, they're able to hold it together. Or they have a family that you know is able to like keep them or what have you, um, and you don't get to see them, but they're living a certain type of life. The people that you're seeing out there again is this, you know, without a support system. Um, if they're stealing to buy their their drugs yeah, that's but, that's the that's the crime california right? made it anything uh under a thousand dollars is no longer a felony so stuff like that makes yeah. it worse you know absolutely i think that that there's um too much extremism going on across the board there's yeah. a lack of common sense uh violent crimes should be should be addressed violent crimes should be addressed and what what constitutes as violence like you know oh well somebody stole my bike uh, is it your weekend bike or is it the bike that you go into work with? Right? right. Because if you're stealing my weekend bike, maybe it's like, okay, well, you know, let's, let we'll do a report. If you're stealing my, my, my on the way to work bike. Now, now you, you, not, it's not just my $150 bike that you stole. You stole like my week's worth of wages and my it's livelihood, like, you know? Yeah. So I think that we need to start uh, looking at these, you know, what, what we're dealing with, 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 a holistic way of doing things and uh violent crime needs to be, addressed and you know people need to be held accountable for their actions i know lots of people that have lived through trauma who have been through all kinds of, of stuff course. that don't go and beating people up i know people who have drug addictions and they figure out and they're gonna go out stealing stuff to be able to handle their their addiction right so i'm not excusing people who do crime to do what they do um what i do say is that the system in itself has let us down to the fact that you know what if 10 years ago, we would have had a youth program that would have kept these guys, you know, you know, so like, what can we do to, you know, to fix the problems happening? What can we do to prevent it? You know, I'm looking at things that in in the long term, because I have a 16 year old up here and I have a six year old and, and, you know, I have five kids and everybody in between. You see all this stuff. Don't you think it's making it where the, where the kids now are, are looking at all these guys out there and, and it's making it normal. It's making it normal (laughs) for people to put up a tent sit there and party it's like they have a living room straight up you see it you, you live in sun valley i mean it do you do you think it's okay for your kids to see that um my kids do not think it's normal whatsoever like um you know we understand that that what we're seeing here is a disproportionate amount of the unhoused and what we're seeing is that <laughs> when, do they, when do they go from homeless to unhoused they have they don't have how okay well homeless whatever however you want to call it you know what i mean latino latinx whatever <laughs> I, I, i'm go. like just don't call me later for dinner you know what i'm saying like i don't really care um chicano mexican american whatever yeah, you know Mac. it's you know it's yeah. it is what it is but what we're seeing like they see it i mean we live around the corner from the airport you know we take a walk and yeah, it's you know it's the there, rvs yeah. and all that stuff uh, absolutely they don't think it's normal they think it's sad and it's like you know what are we doing to try to fix the problem and um changing the laws to make it illegal to to exist is not making it go away but i don't think it's to exist i think it's making changing the laws to make people accountable because 
There is no way you're going to get these guys into mental help, into drug mm -hmm. rehab without actually giving them fines, giving them tickets. But don't send them to jail. Send them to a place yeah. where they're going to get rehab. It's almost like a parent. I'm okay with that. It's almost like this. It's like a lot of the liberal policies in California mm -hmm. are making it worse. Do the liberals care? Yes. They're, but the thing is, they're bleeding liberals. They love them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hug you. I'm going to give you money. Yeah. But, it, but it's kind of like telling you your drug addict kid, here's some money. Here's some money. What, Instead he's going to get high. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. I'm not disagreeing with that. Absolutely. The thing is, though, what we're giving people is not a real option. A shelter is not a real option. You know, um, I'm OK with once we have enough housing. Um, there's other places that have been able to do it. It's cheaper to do it. You know, um, I had a, a friend who lived in in color in Denver and eventually he got he had a little studio and he had a, a check in. uh, uh, uh what is it? A worker that would come in and check on him, and when he was ready to finally get cleaned up, he got the assistance that he had. He 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 needed, um, but he got housed. And out there, I mean, it snows. It's kind of crazy to be out on how uh, you know without a house, um, unsheltered. And so, these systems work, and is getting people housed in real housing. People will take a house. I can take my dog there too. Yeah, people don't want to be in a room with like 50 other people and you have to come in by 6 p.m. and you have to be out by 6 a.m. and that's a lot. If and if if they if they're well, on drugs there, and they're dealing with all kinds of but stuff, there that's has a to whole be rules. lot. What, what do you mean? You're you're getting a free place to stay, and you're saying they don't want rules. That's how life works. The I, thing is, when when you're if you're addicted to drugs, that's just on. It's just not reasonable. It's 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 unrealistic. It's unrealistic. Well, unrealistic is also saying I'm gonna give you a house. You got no rules. I'm gonna give you a check. I'm gonna give you EBT. It's unrealistic to think they're gonna they're gonna get clean. No, you'd be surprised. I, no, to me is this. You'd be surprised when people um when you're out in like you know. Life is a series of choices, and I'm not going to disagree on that. Like, again, I know people that have been through way worse stories than other people, and they end up in the street, and these people end up just fine and being right. successful, and they, they bust ass, and they're not, nothing, they don't dope break laws, nothing like that. You know, not everybody's me mentally strong and not everybody's going to be able to to do it. Not everybody can do it. You know, your friends that you guys were braced up the same way. You guys dealt with the same thing. And for whatever reason, they're just perdidos. And you're you to just I'm like, what? Come on, just get it together. Not everybody has the mental strength. Not everybody does. And it, we have to think for the weakest. You know, who are we? But, you know, by the weakest amongst us. So, you know, not everybody's going to be able to do it. I get that. But that's why it's tough love. Mm, maybe yeah absolutely for life. sure for sure but we deserve humanity and and these people on the street i mean okay where, where are you gonna where are we gonna put them oh, I've, we I've, have I've, nowhere i got a plan jail i have no i have a plan i have a plan Love it. okay my plan is this my plan is we find either like acton area or some like area that's very open right you set up big old tent cities and I, when i say tent cities i mean you have Doctor there, you have psychiatrists there, you have treatment for heroin, you have treatment for meth, you got people that have mental issues, you have you have food services, you got trash services, you have everything there. And then when you get these guys tickets, and after so many tickets, you're loitering, hey dude, you're gonna you're gonna rehab city. Rehab city, there's got cameras, people are watching you every day. Because what we're doing right now, we're doing this. We're chasing them. We're kicking them out this week, trash, pick up, this and that. In three more weeks, they're back. And they're all we're doing is cleaning up the kids' room for them. We're giving them food, and then they come right back, and they're not getting clean. If not, once you start saying, hey, you can't loiter here no more. You're going to go to Rehab City. And in Rehab City, everything's going to be there. We don't have to have the trash guy following everybody. We don't have to have everybody doing dope. Everybody will know, damn, dude, hey, dude, I got to get out of here because not, I'm going to Rehab City. So something like that where it's really set up real professional because we're spending billions of dollars. So people say that's going to cost money. 
dude, it's already costing us that money. And it's like, we're sitting here trying to solve an issue with something. And by the time you get back over here, the fire is already back on. So we haven't, we haven't got it here. And I think the biggest problem is we have the biggest drug epidemic in America's history. And I haven't heard one politician ever bring that up. They kind of hide from it. They try to say it's the mental. It is a drug problem like no other. And it's getting worse and it's not getting better. And I think the more, like, this is not the way I look at it. Democrats, I'm independent, by the way, in a little bit to the right, as you can tell. Democrats are the loving mother that wants to take care of you, wants to hug you, wants to give you money, and believes she's doing right. Republicans are the cold-hearted stepfather that you do it on your own, you don't need any help. I'm not that. I'm the guy saying, hey, guys, we need to help them, but at the same time, we can't just enable them. Because from what I, from what I hear from a lot of liberal policies is, there is no accountability. All these, all these places that uh, I think there's only one guy. He's the guy in a wheelchair. He's the one that makes the. I'm, I'm not sure what his name is right now. He's the one that makes the, the unhoused housing for drug addicts, right? But he says he doesn't take any money from the state because the state, once you take money from the state or the federal government, you cannot drug test them. All these drug places that have that have home, they don't drug test them. I'm like, what? How are you going to have people in a drug program living in houses, but you can't drug test them? It makes no sense to me. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, and it, and that's why, it, like you said, it is a big money thing. It is a huge money thing. Out here, we have those little tiny homes, right? We got that's three of them. $80,000 per home. Those are cheap ones. It's a racket. It's a racket. And there's nobody in them. Oh, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, you go out there, you can party out there. There's barbecues going there's on out hard, there. It's, there's they, they hang out like outside, kind of yeah. like more, but they're they're not they're not like I'm saying like they're not being used. In you know what I mean? Like they're not. There's there's a few in North Hollywood. There's a few in L.A. There's a few like throughout. Yeah, they're all over. There, what you're starting to see more is like the you know the the homeless are instead of going inside of there, they're kind of more ha- hanging out well, around there. Why isn't why isn't there any in Hancock Park? Why isn't there any mm-hmm. in Bel Air area? Why isn't there anywhere? In the Pacific Palisades area. Yeah. That's all Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Why? And that's to me that the stuff that upsets me that yeah. everybody's saying is, okay, you guys want to share the load of the, the, the burden? Okay, mm-hmm. no problem. Let's put some of these small houses over in Hancock Park, over mm-hmm. in Pacific Palisades, over in Bel Air. That's all LA homes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not some other city. But how about this? Why does it seem that all the cities that are independent from LA that don't have those so, such liberal policies are doing so much better? Burbank. Mm-hmm. Burbank. Go to Burbank. There's... No homeless like this. Because they drop them off right there in Sun Valley. But they're doing something. Because, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You have, But as far as living, who has a better quality of life? Living in North Hollywood or living in Burbank? As a family. You, you got a much better quality of life. I'm not saying we should get those policies, but I'm saying, obviously, what we're doing isn't working. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's why I think that we need um, to change the face of government. I think that, you know, um, I believe it, in proportional representation. I feel like we, we this, you know, two party system is not it. You know what I mean? Here in the Valley, you have to be a Democrat to win. And it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I think that we need it, proportional representation. We need ranked choice voting. We need to um, we need more representation. I mean, the city of Los Angeles, that's humongous, is being represented by 15 people. It should be at minimum at minimum 30 people people honestly to be representing a city of this size um i think that we we need to double like even congress i mean uh, uh this district is oh it's almost oh god it's like 700 it's 800 000 people 
Right. You know, for for a district, that's crazy. Back when, like, you know, the Constitution was, I think we, people were representing like a hundred thousand people, like, per, right. so that's it's it's crazy, you know. So I mean, things. I, I think that we the the uh, how government is is set, we're not being represented. No taxation without representation. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Like we're not being represented adequately and properly, and we need to. That's why I'm running for office. I don't have all the solutions. I'm not an expert on everything, but I know, like you said, things are not right, and I don't trust these people in power. To, to do anything different right. than what has been di- getting done. I don't know what to do. Desperate times comes to for, call for desperate measures. They're like, oh yeah, nada más enojada, le gusta gritar. And it's true, like, I don't know what to do. I've, I've, I've been yelling, my throat hurts sometimes. So I'm like yelling and I don't know what else to do. Frustration. And so here I am, you know what I mean? No, because what job. else? What you're, else is there to you're, do? You're, you're doing a great job because you're actually doing something about it. That's the perfect thing. You're actually doing we something about try. it. I got to commend you for that. Um, so Congress, so you'll be dealing with the big wigs. If you had to give Joe Biden a grade, A being the best, F being the worst, where do you think Joe stands? Oh, like a like a D? Like a, like a oh, all right. Now, now I'm liking your honesty. I'm, even though you've always been honest the whole interview. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why would you say... He has a, not even why you say D. What do you think that he did not deliver on? Well, I mean, he ran on a, on a few promises, which was a $2,000 check. I believe it was one was the first one that people will let go, you know, let down on, um, it, you know, um, forgiveness of, of all school loans. Um, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Um, uh, he has been very boisterous about, um, you know, wanting to, help out immigration and dreamers and stuff. And he's been dragging his feet so hard, you know, and, and this has been going on. Like, you know, I've been involved in, you know, they've been, the Democrats have been dragging their feet. Yeah, um, it's lip service. Yeah. It's lip service. When it, and that to me is, to me, that's the biggest, the biggest policy thing I would love to see is immigration. All right. Let's talk a little bit about that because yeah, the Democrats promise it because they want a Latino vote. And they say every four years, I'm going to work on it. And nothing. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to, like I say, we always have the energy for all of the all the, all the kind of causes. But when it comes to our own, that's one of the biggest ones. And it seems like nobody really gets behind it. And I know that like you and uh, a lot of the politicians, they talk about it, let's try to get it. But why is it that no Democrat politician even brings it up? I really don't know. I mean, it's 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 at the forefront of most households. I mean, out here in in Los Angeles and California, I mean, you really can't go too far with either being having a family member or somebody in your household is either undocumented or you have a mixed household or they're a dreamer or you know maybe like our El Salvadorian, you know, like they're the 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 temporary permit holders yes. and stuff. Like all of these things, you know, we all know somebody, and um, I don't know why. I really don't know why. It's the same thing with abortion. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. I think. I think you're right. Um, it's. It's a. What is it? The horse and the. Uh, what is a, it? The stick and the carrot. Yeah, you know a, what I mean? It's a division tactic. Like let's not. It's almost like this. It's almost like it's let's like not solve this. Let's not solve this because this is a perfect issue we can fight on all the time. Yeah, I mean, perhaps I. I, I don't. It has to be that because it almost seems like Sesame Tarugos. You know what I'm saying? Like the, pendejos. Yeah. But. That's also why a lot of Latinos, Calimax, Central American Latinos, Indigenous Mexican American Chicanos. Let me plug it in real quick. A lot of Calimax are jumping over to the Republican Party. 
Do you see that or have you kind of noticed that a little bit? Um, not really. Not around here anyway. Like out here in the valley, um, a lot of people, when uh, we have been seeing people no, leave. No, but I'm saying more of a, but a national level. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right. On a national level. Yeah. And I think what it has to do with is like, you know, these promises that they, they ran really hard on in, in 20, uh, you know, promesas y promesas. 20 and they ran really hard on it and like do this. And if you just get us this, we're going to be able to do that. And it's like, and nothing happened. And it's really funny because you saw that after Trump where people were like, oh, he's so dangerous because he has all the power. He's going to be able to do so many things. And then we got that. And they were like, oh, but we can't do nothing with it. Ah, like, ah that's, a good, that's a you great know? point. That so I think that's point. what people are just like, it's not, people are seeing it. My dad in Paz Descanse used to say um, the Republicans around here anyway, because, well, now more than bef before they had some more clout. But anyways, where it's like, whether they're the majority or not, like they're very strong and they sort of just push for mm -hmm. their thing, you know, mm -hmm. and their thing changes. They're actually, it changes. Yes. They're not that like consistent, but they're consistent in like their fight. And my dad used to say, y los democratas, Son buenos para to, to hacerse tarugos when they have the ability and to like be very like this when they don't, when they can't do nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and he goes like, well, los dos nos joden. Like yeah. that's at the end yeah, of the true. day. And my dad could never vote. He was he went to second grade. He came over here when he was like 19 years old and stuff. My, my parents were from Jalisco. They actually were both from neighboring towns in Mexico. And they met in Pacoima. And, you know, my mom became a citizen like in the the early 2000s and um you know it is what it is but um you know my dad just being an observer i've learned i learned a lot from my dad like he was very wise you know for for a person you know he was very um streetwise and like that's one of those things that and that's why i was an independent i'm like well republicans or democrats growing up like my mom used to work at price vister in pacoima and she was a teamster for like 20 something years and in 1994 or 1995, uh, Bill Clinton signed off on NAFTA, which started right. the process of shutting down the factories. In 1997, my mom lost her job. That and was a Democrat. And things got, yeah, that was a big Democrat. And like, well, we didn't feel the kick until the Republican was in there. So then you're like, oh, da, da, da. but it, it's, it's, they're all kicking us. Yeah. They're all kicking us. It's all about the money. So, you know, it it's really all about is. it. It comes down to it. And so that's why it's like, it's super important, like, to listen to what people, where do the people stand on the issues and where people's money comes from. If you take a look at, at graphs of, like, where Tony Cardenas, that my opponent's money comes from, it's like the opposite. It's like green is like, you know, mine for, like, you know, small donations and, like, a sliver of organizations, like a couple of cl uh, Democratic clubs that donated right. to me. And with him, it's the opposite. It's like this much people and this money. much, you know what I mean? And that, so, that's a hard machine of fight against it is it is um but it's not impossible like what i was able if i was able to get 43 percent of the vote with less than eighty thousand dollars against a million four hundred i was outspent 12 times i have a seven point gap to close i did that when i won my spot it was like march 3rd and then like two weeks later not even the country got shut down it was i was not able to knock on doors i was not able to do all these things i have five kids four of them were students all of a sudden i was an at-home teacher having oh, wow. to like you know figure all this stuff i have an autistic son so i couldn't be like you got this right mommy has to go do some like campaign work no i had to be there and um my dad you know, my parents were elderly. My dad was, you know, sick. And um, he actually died um, in August of 2020, right between the primary and the general. So I had to plan a funeral and deal with all that all at the same time. Not to be like a boohoo story, but just to say, like, we face a lot of challenges, like, un like un 
like seen like uh, un, you know oh my god and they were saying oh you're not even gonna make 20 percent like they were talking a lot of smack and stuff because the closest anybody ever got to tony was 26 percent richard alarcon oh, okay. who used to be a city councilman who used to be an assembly member and they're like Man, oh that's so just cute hop around, huh? i'm just saying and so so for this lady who ain't shit to come through here and try and say that she's gonna run for something like you know nah, how it it's goes. Not, it's not it's, that you ain't shit. You are the shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's no. get it in. Okay. And what's it called? Um, well, what it is is because, like, how it goes is like you you intern somewhere, then you get a job, and then you work for under somebody, and then you get the nod, and that's how it's that's been. The hustle. That's how it's been. Hey, we gotta I go was, to LA, Chris. We gotta work for the LA that's city. That's how it used to be, but you know what? <laughs> it things are changing. I was, I'll be on. Like, I had almost like deleted this. So, like I had mentioned before, I have a, a degree in political science. I have a, ba- a bachelor's in political science and a master's in organizational leadership. Oh. I was two weeks into my congressional internship i i, I called Hild, congresswoman Hilda lisa's office hey can i intern there they're like sure and i was two weeks into it when i found out i was pregnant and i was like oh well, i can't be giving away my time and so i was at the time i was full-time in school with a part-time job i got another wow. part-time job and so we got married and da, 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 and you know sidetracked and whatever and politics was just like but something just like you know what i'm saying it's like it's that's what i'm saying it's so funny how things come back around where I was hanging out with Tony Cardenas, his brother-in-law and his kids and stuff when they were out there canvassing for his first campaign. Right. And there was my tia, Kuka, freaking t- babysitting their kids. And there I was getting hand-me-downs from his, like, his, you know, sister-in-law. It's like, it's a trip how these things come back Small around. World. You know, well, he's one of, like, 11 brothers and sisters. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all know what Cardenas says somewhere in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> You can't go far. It's like, you know, you can skip on a rock. How many other candidates are there for the position against? It's just Tony and me. It's just Tony and you. Heads up, huh? Have you guys, do you guys, they don't really have you guys ever debate when you guys are doing this? I've asked for debates. We've hit him up. I showed up to one of his things. It got a little crazy. There's a very honest somewhere. Um, we were. I was not allowed to go in. Um, and, you know, Tony Cardenas is, is scared to debate me. Tony Cardenas, if you're watching this, hey, come on, let's dance. So he's playing. I let's debate. Let's do it. Like aquí, aquí mismo, right here, American. Yeah, but I can see it's like it's, he's an independent. He's neutral. Let's get it in. Yeah. Hey, you're winning. He's right leaning. I saw. You know there there hey. you go. There you and go. You're, you're gente. That's <laughs> my people. Right there. Peeps. No. <laughs> I just ain't going golfing with Tony Cardenas. I'll tell you that. Watch right out. Now. <laughs> don't drink no, don't drink the water. Just yeah. in case, allegedly. Oh, uh, just in case, allegedly. Was, uh, allegedly, he'll cosby you. Uh, he'll, yeah. Allegedly, he'll cosby you. I don't know. That's what I don't know. That's what. They <laughs> That's word on the street. That's but word if on something the happens, he will not. He will negate uh, medical attention, and he will drop you for forty-five minutes. But he will drop you off a Holy Cross. Oh, it's up to you. <laughs> it's shot, up to you. It's so, up to you. Border Patrol. I mean, not Border Patrol, uh, Border Security. What is your take? Should we have a strong border? Should everybody that's out there... Uh, Living on the other side of Tijuana, trying to get in. Should they all be let in? What's your take on it? Yeah, I think we need a humane um, uh, immigration policy. We, you know, borders are there for a reason. We need to figure out how to stay safe. Um, I think that our biggest problem in, in immigration, honestly, is our foreign policy. What are we doing in these countries that are causing people to leave, right? And what's happening in these countries to cause people to leave? Because people don't want to leave up and uh, up, you yeah, know, they everything. Don't. They don't. And so I think that the 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 
best solution for this for for our immigration problem is a for our foreign foreign policy. And with NAFTA and these other uh, international trade deals that have happened, they have always they always screw over these countries. Is what's causing a lot of these people to leave their country. Um, Mexico, as you can see, things are getting a little bit different with this new president, and a lot of the corruption is being addressed. And no, look no, at, no, I think Mexico is a I know. narco state. Oh no, I, by all means. Dijo, uh, abrazos, no balazos. Oh, narcos. That's a whole other thing. I'm talking about the, the government, you know, within government, which is, a lot, again, when it comes down to resources and, and there's enough money to go around already. The corruption right. is a whole other level. And the drugs cartels oh, is a whole other level. Este, but addressing the corruption has caused that people in Mexico, there's no reason for, like, a lot of these places don't have to leave anymore. Why? Because there's opportunity within their communities and people don't want to leave everything, you know? Right. So how can we make it better in these Central American countries and Southern, uh, Southern American countries? That's for one. Um, as far as the border goes, like we need to address the issue. ICE in itself is, is, a, is an organization that started in, in the mid-early 2000s, mid 2000s right. and in itself has been a, a there has been way too much abuse and corruption within it. We need to address that. And I think that... But not abolish it. Um, yeah, why not? Call it what something else. Whatever that is, that organization is not good. And, and, I'm, and the Border Patrol is separate from, from, from yes, ICE. Yes, I know. So I'm just saying. So, yes. I well, probably... I, it's the same thing like with, with the police. Like, I don't think that there's no room for abolishing it because... We, I, I feel that we need police. You, you can't do, do it. We need to address the corruption. We need to address the abuse, you know? Yes. Um, and I think that, again, we need to be commonsensical about these things. Oh, it just because it's not convenient, or, it doesn't mean that we have to ignore it. I, and, and none of these solutions are going to be easy I either. Be, I believe with ICE, I'm not for abolish ICE. I know people are like, oh, I'm not for I am ICE. on ICE because of, uh, uh, that. I'm, not Border Patrol, but ICE. Yeah, I'm for this. Because ICE does go out and get rapists, get people with killers. I'm for policy changes where somebody in ICE is going to go look for, let's say Chris was illegal Dominican right here, right? Poppy. Let's say Chris, they're looking for Chris in Chris's house or somebody's house, and I'm illegal. If Chris ain't there, they're not taking me in. That's the problem with ICE because ICE is going into other places looking. Yeah, that they throw the net out there. I think ICE policy should change. Where no, if you're looking for this one individual, that's all you're looking for. And you can't go to, you can't go to like a... Uh, people's businesses and all of a sudden do these people do a big old raid because these people are working yeah these people are working and you're, you're looking for and that's the reason that's a that's the thing i the policy needs to change because you're uprooting people that have been here for 10 20 years they're taking care of business they're working because most of the latinos out here we're working we're taking care of business as a whole and that's why that mayor really pissed me off whether mayor i want to i want to see something on mayor london we're working we're taking care of business so when it comes to that yeah there should not be any way that they can just sit there and sweep all these people up mm. that's the only thing well we need humane policies across the board and Agreed. i think that we need to address corruption and abuse of power Agreed. and and we're, we've been seeing it not just in law enforcement we're seeing it all over the place and and you know in in the clergy and schools like the whole bit you know we need to address it and i think that um that's i mean i believe that we need to like there's so, so many systems that we need to visit and bring some humanity and civics to so many things in my opinion from pre-k to like first grade it shouldn't really be school but it should be teaching kids how to be you know like you when you hit each other it hurts and like you know let's clean up after ourselves and uh, you know and the t the some kids structure the kids should, should be cleaning their classroom and i think that kids should be teaching should be serving dinner and lunch at schools to each other and i think that you know 
uh, that there should be an uh, 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 an opportunity for a two years of service that you know you people get paid and um but you get to learn some stuff and because school is not for everybody so wouldn't it be great to have a guaranteed jobs program where you know why do we see all these hoodlums on the street because they don't want to pay get paid like 15 bucks an hour to go do the thing when you no, know but you know what and there's not all of them because you know what these kids are being disheartened because not, not all these a lot of these kids are not doing drugs Oh, no, I'm, stuck, talking, I'm, stuck, talking about, I'm talking about the ones you're saying out there that are smoking. They're on the, the pookie are, right now. No, that's what I'm saying. Those are the 60% that you're seeing that's so bad. But, you know, there's there's a our youth is being lost and, and they're getting yes. stuck and they're depressed. And there's, there, things are getting, it's gonna, you think things are bad now. Things are going well, to get worse. worse. Yeah, for they're sure. going to get worse. For sure. And so what we need is to really start changing and, and creating programs that we need to get people like, I think that there should be physical education every single grade. Yes. From from yes. like kinder all the way to high school. We run like one week, yes, one week, no, you know what I mean? We need to 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 try and to teach kids how to do stuff, how to like, you know, like computers and stuff like that. Yes, to enhance an education, but go back to the basics and writing some paper and, and you know, like learning how to like go Get out outside, there and be ride a nature. bike, do something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We need to do that. But that's not Congress, right? That's a whole other thing. That's, this is me, like, you know what I'm saying? You as, a, as a mother that, that mm-hmm. wants better for her kids. You know, and, um, I've seen, I have a 16 year old and, and everything in between and my youngest is a six year old. And I see what my, my six year old is working on. And I remember where my 16 year old was six. We are, we are regressing. Yes, absolutely. We're regressing. Absolutely. There's something wrong. If I wasn't running for Congress, I probably would be running for school board. And I tell people, I'm probably going to run for school board next. Like, wasn't that backwards? Not for me. I have five children and my, and my children's education is super duper important. Yes. You know, and to be honest, I'm starting to like because of COVID, I just got to see it, right? Because I was right there, and and just like an even more of a downward spiral. You know. You know what else I believe that they should be teaching from from uh, kindergarten on up? Um, financial education. Mm-hmm. You don't get that. You get that yeah. like one semester in junior high. No, they should no, be no. teaching you from day one. Yep. Budget. All right. All right, Johnny, you're getting mm-hmm. this every every uh, semester that you finish. You get this. Look, oh, how much money by the end of the and let's say let's even put real money in these kids hands where by the end of high school, if they budget their money, good. A kid can walk out with ten thousand dollars or something. Go to college with that mm-hmm. money. But something that's teaching them because people who have money, they send their kids to schools like that. That's going to teach them that. And us not teaching our kids financial education. Yes. Or responsibility is a disservice to us, mm-hmm. man. It, mm-hmm. it keeps us as the as the laborers, as the as the workers, instead of you know, not everybody's entrepreneurs. Instead of the entrepreneurs, not everybody's meant yeah. to be a boss. But even if you're not a boss and you know how to handle your money, guess what? You're gonna live a pretty good life. Mm-hmm. And not be taken advantage of. Not, thank yeah. you. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that we need to start doing some more real life skills that need to be going down in school. Um, I talked to my kids, you know, uh, uh, you know, the school administrators and stuff, and I, and especially with my autistic son, I'm like, you know, he's never going to probably be at a certain level on certain things, but there's certain things that I do need him to understand, which is stop when it means stop. Um, hey, come over here when, when it means come over here, because when he right now, he's a little boy and he's not threatening, but when he's a man and he's not following orders adequately he now he's a threat and he could be a threat to like his peer that might not understand that he has issues he could be a threat to a cop i mean we saw it in orange county what was his name leslie uh is this white kid that was um he was special needs 
And he used to ask for cigarette butts. And he was outside of a restaurant, like picking up cigarette butts from the floor and asking people for bumming uh, cigarettes. They called the cops on him and the cops got there. The cops knew him. They actually knew him. They're like, you know, hey, little Leslie, sit down. He had a uh, like a like a female name, but uh, Leslie or uh, something. And he and it was like, put your hands, uh, cross your hands uh, in front of you and put your legs out. And, you know, he had issues. So he put his arms out and crossed his legs. Put your, you know, in a, and kept on, and he kept on getting it wrong, like getting it wrong. Flashlight, bas, 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 beep, and he was going, "Daddy, daddy, help, help!" Oh, I remember. And he was he, when they he had a beard. Him, he was. He mm-hmm. didn't look like a person anymore. He died eventually. I remember. And that. those cops got all got away with it, and they were Mexican. They're Mexican. And when I saw that, I was like, oh. Well, when, when cops turn to cops, they are no longer a race. They are cops. Because I hear that a lot of times. It's a oh, culture. Yeah, exactly. When cops turn to cops, it's just like joining the gang. You are a cop now. And I think most cops that go in there do go in there thinking they're going to change the system and they're going to help out the system, but they realize that the machine is way too big. And good cops doesn't stay. Like good cops, they, like, either they quit right away or they become complacent. And is that still a good cop? It's like happened. you that's, maybe didn't beat the ass, but you were standing there and there and watching it happen. And that's what happens a lot to Congress people. How are you going to make sure you don't get stuck in that machine? Mm-hmm. So that's what my plan is to be there for six years. Like I'm not trying to be a lifer. I'm not trying to climb. I'm not trying to be doing this and the other. Um, I'm not going in there to make friends. I have a lot of friends. I have a loved one. No I, I don't, I mean, it'd be <laughs> nice to make some friends. I'll take friends, but that's, you know, I'm not in there to go. I'm not trying to make deals. I'm not trying to come up. You know what I mean? this is already a come up for me like i'm you know what i mean like this will be an opportunity to um you know get paid and have a a platform to be able to empower my community that's the goal um i understand that it's going to be very difficult for me to be able to pass any laws even they say that the first six years that you are in congress that you can't even bring anything to the floor why is that um because you have to be a part of a committee and pay all kinds of dues and do all kinds of like you know whatever um selling out until like you're ready to be a Biggest vendido of them yeah, all. Yeah, they want to. They want to make sure that you're in line with their policies. And they're like, "Oh, who, who are you gonna like bat for?" Right? They're uh-huh. trying to figure it out. And so I'm not there for that. And so you know, let's see how it goes. Like, you know, am I gonna be like, is is everybody gonna turn their back on me? Are they gonna see me as a whatever? I don't know as a full on threat where I don't have any allies. Can't say. I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. But I still feel that my strength is gonna be in the community. I feel that if I use my platform to empower my community. That's where the power is. Now, does Congress bring money back to the community? Because to me, what I would love to see, like mm-hmm. right here at the park in Ontario Street, right? The parks, the bathrooms are all closed up. Uh, the homeless took the water pipes. So there's no water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they have a little small like the kind of rec center. It's closed up and boarded up. To me, it's like every single neighborhood should have a place where maybe they do some boxing, some after school activities, mm-hmm. like, you know, keep the youth going in, in, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Uh are, would you be for like, dude, we need to bring money to all these communities. Yeah. So as with Congress, if that's really where the strength is, is it's you bring in resources. So you bring in money and I can allocate it, but I don't run the show. It's like I could say, hey, the you know, the parks are going to get this much. Right. And I, I figure out how to for them to get federal funds. 
I don't manage the parks, right? Like after yeah, that, least, so you drop the money and, and, and they manage it. So I think that what we need to do is a better job of, again, empowering the community to teach each other how to hold each other accountable. And I tell people, don't, they, well, why should we trust you? And you're like, I'm like, don't trust me. Hold me accountable. Because didn't everybody <laughs> tell you to trust them? Like, no, not is like, hey, right. don't, don't, hello, remember, stay on point. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, we need to hold each other accountable. And I'm, I don't, claim to know you know the solutions for everything but i'm sure the hell's gonna try and what i want to do is talk to people who have the ideas and bring and call out these representatives who are ignoring the good ideas and who there's already legislation out there that's moving along that i can just get behind there's legislation out there that somebody that other congress people need one more congressperson to get behind it in order to to hit the floor and for the rest of the congress to hear it so that's what I plan to do to so support existing legislation that's been in the works for six years. That's right. You know, and I'll write my own stuff too, but let's be serious. I understand that I'm going to have a hard time. I feel my strength is empowering my community and other communities to push their representatives to support these right. policies. What was that original super chat, Chris, that I missed? Who was it? I know, but who was it? You can't see it no more? It disappeared? It disappeared? Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, thanks for that. I think it was a $20 super chat. They said Gil should run for governor. Yeah, I, I might get assassinated. <laughs> we'll go down to that $5 super chat, yeah, and we, we, have, we have a question for you. Let me see. Here we go. This is from Killer X, $5 super chat. Appreciate that. He said, ask her about Nancy Pelosi's inside trading. Laugh out loud. But it wasn't inside trading. It was uh, it was her making millions of dollars. Yeah, it was kind of was. It was inside trading. It was inside trading. Yeah, <laughs> pop the bitch is what I say. Wait a minute, that's exactly what inside trade is. That's exactly what So there, I'm asking you, what do you think about Nancy Pelosi's inside trade? Yeah, she should get popped for it. Absolutely. There should be an investigation, and that's it. Man, you are holding people accountable. That's I, it. You, you're the real deal, because a lot of people, they, uh, they they hide from that stuff, huh? What's up with Gascon, man? Are you pro-Gascon or are you against Gascon? You know, um... I think that there's we need to bring some common sense to things. And I think that violent crime should be should be addressed, period. Prosecuted. Violent crime should be prosecuted and people should be held accountable for for violent crime. Um, everything else, I feel like there's there might be some reason some 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 room to to address and to fix and to try and find some, um, you know, um, Workarounds, work middle programs, middle ground, what have you, um, you know, work programs, whatever, like other stuff like that. But violent crime, it needs needs to be prosecuted, period. And like, you know, right here we had um, uh, Valentina um, who was shot at the uh, Burlington Code Factory by oh, accident, yeah. uh -huh. right? And everybody made, uh, and which was true, like, you know, the cops fucked up they and, and up they major. fucked if up that, major, major, major. If that major. was a, a, a place in Beverly Hills or a store, they wouldn't have done that. Absolutely. They wouldn't have done They're that. Absolutely not. Straight up. Um, and, and all of that, and, and that got all the focus, but the one thing that I was like, well, but what about what started it? And it was this man who had a chain and he was going around targeting women and hitting women. It was a tweaker. Right? And it was like, well, that guy shouldn't have been on the street to begin with. Right? If you went to America Cholo's rehab center. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, so, you know, where I feel that if there would have been a program you know, that that would have been to be able to address him to to have this guy have had wraparound services so that if he's a violent. Uh, but he, he was high off drugs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, he was. But that's the thing. He shouldn't have been on the street doing that to begin with. But the, the policies that we have, they don't address that. 
they, exactly. they we, we can't use it and that's and that's that's it but that, that's already but that's because the people in power again well there's a will there's a way right and we'll like believe me and i know this lady over here knows can you get all your groceries in the house with in one in one uh trip no ah, okay no tienes ganas entonces i i'm like a oh, freaking oh, i will oh, cut my to. hand off first before i go back <laughs> twice you know no but you know where there's a will there's a way that you know what i mean and 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 i think that that i don't think that there there's enough uh will in in our representation representation right now and that's why we need working class representation we need regular people who live in our community who have been living the struggle who are seeing um our, our community suffer to try and get in there and make some solutions happen we have to try we can't just like move away to texas like half of my my husband's family has well yeah that's, what, that's what's happening everybody, everybody no. well everybody a lot of people are, are fleeing california because this is what i see i see governor newsom and and most of the governors just about every single one of them right because mostly it's democratic governors even republicans over here are, Demo are democrats in other states pretty much right mm -hmm. i'm seeing these politicians that are completely out of touch with the world out here um and they're making california a two-class system either you got money or you don't or you can't afford to live here because most people can't afford to buy a house in their own neighborhood where they grew up your kids aren't gonna be able to house. you can't go out and buy a house anymore meanwhile the these politicians they're living large they're everybody's getting raises everybody's getting all this money but inflation is through the roof and they don't see it and and i think if it doesn't change yeah california is going to be there either you you're rich or you're poor but you can't afford living in the same houses what do you think and absolutely and that's what i was mentioning before um you know um a lot of the the, the housing crisis it's it's multifaceted but um a lot of it has to do with mega corporations hedge funds and these big groups that buy up houses yeah, and then it. so like your your neighbor's houses like these look like just like houses but they're 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 being rented and they're never going to be be owned by a person you know so i think that we need to do something federally on that and mm -hmm. and it'll have to be implemented regionally obviously but where basically you know you can't own more than xyz within an xyz radius yeah, or something sure. along those lines because that's really one of the biggest problems about I, i've been told and i don't know if this is facts you have to be like fact check but of the house single home houses here in california and in, in los angeles rather about 30 percent of them are are rented permanently because they're they're owned by not a house a, a, a family or an individual but they're owned by a hedge fund or some sort of a, a big corporation so they're going to be rented forever and so that means that that's even going to get bigger and bigger like their portion of what they own so that means that almost half of the houses already we're never going to be able to have they're never going to be in the market well, for Amer us to buy america's for sale because china's buying everything up well, that's a whole other thing they're buying they're buying farmlands they're buying this so right now it's going to be where china's going to end up owning our food because they're going to own those places mm -hmm. but all those people in congress like i said they don't care because they're out of touch because they're going to get money and mm -hmm. they're going to live off they're going to live well but it seems like america is for sale and it's been for sale for many years mm -hmm. and uh what are we going to do about that because back in like listen back in the 80s even the 90s you can work at bonds own a home be the single worker in the house only on let's say the, the man's working send a kid off to college have yourself a nice car every couple of years. A vacation. Have a vacation. That America doesn't exist anymore. 
My dad went to second grade. My mom went to sixth grade. They had, um, they got here undocumented in like the 70s. Um, in 1986 or whatever, when they got amnesty. And like two years later, they bought a house. My dad, my dad was working minimum wage his whole time here. Yeah. And my mom, you know, when she, you know, she was working, oh, he, she was getting paid decent, you know, because she was working at Price Fister. Um, yeah, right. And it just, it stretched longer. It like, you know, like, you know, minimum wage made sense with like the, the cost of living and all this stuff. Like if, if minimum wage stayed on, on track, it'd be like 20 something dollars an hour. So, you know, there's this other whole thing going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's up with that? I have a master's degree. And if I, if I wanted to buy a house like in Southern California, I have to go like Lancaster Palmdale yeah. or like if, you know, the I, other valley. We're the only real valley. We're the original 818. <laughs> yeah. If, if if my wife and I try to buy the home that we live in, now, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't qualify for the loan. No. It's straight up. No, my parents bought our house like for like one less than two hundred. Yes. Now it's like it, and it's like pobrecito had little houses like he's like at least six hundred. Easy, easy, easy. You know. Um, how do we, how do we get the guy? Even though I have an, I have another plan for that. I got many plans. I'm gonna run for Congress next year, Chris. How do? Wait we... a minute, you gotta move. No, <laughs> I see what this is going. Yeah, now. That's my plan. <laughs> That'll be a good one. That'll be a good one. How do we get the wage gap to come down mm -hmm. as far as big corporations, all that, into the regular working? Mm -hmm. How do we do that? Yeah. You know, I was just talking about that earlier today. I think that there should be something where, like, the lowest wage earner and, like, the highest wage earner in a company, there should be some correlation. And so if you want to raise, guess what? the lowest, you know, ranking employee and that you can stay like this, you, you know? Been, you've been listening to the channel. No, well, yeah. but, you know. But this is what I got. Great I got, minds think alike. I got, I've got the same idea, right? Mm -hmm. So when you go to Congress, this is that, but I have it at a, at a, uh, that makes a little more sense, watch. that Because they'll say, well, we can't do that when, when you're a regular company. And I agree. I agree if you're a regular company, you, if you're, if you don't have money in stocks, if you're not in the, if you're not in the, in public, what, public right? Uh -huh. public. Publicly traded. There you go. If you're not publicly traded, you can pay yourself whatever you want. You can pay your employees whatever you want because they have this, they make the decision to leave or go. I believe that if you're a publicly traded company, the CEO should only make X time more, whether it's a hundred thousand times more, whether it's two hundred thousand times like more. The lowest. Oh, the lowest paid guy. And they'll say no, it's free market. And I say no. When you guys gave the bailouts to all those banks, that free market argument is gone. Because we as public taxpayer pay to bail you guys out. So don't give me this free market capitalist crap anymore. You guys ask for money. That means if you're in the stock market, if you're in the stock market, this is the rules. You can only make X. In other words, you're not like the guy from Amazon. Now they're competing. I'm a trillionaire. No, you should only, if you're in a public market, you should be making, let's say, a billion dollars a year. A billion. And the other guy behind you will make X amount. So if you want to give yourself a raise, the lowest paid guy, just like you mm -hmm. said. But that's if you're public. And I think that would really, and, and to implement that, you can't implement it overnight. You implement it in, let's say, 50 years. Where right now, you think, you, do you really think the corporations are going to sit there and say, yeah, we're going to do this overnight and take a 50% a, a hit? Yeah, I don't know. Just like that, they're like, hell yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, there you that go. There you go. Damn. No, yeah, it's, it, do like a 50-year thing where let's say, we're going to use an easy number. The guy's making 100,000 more. 100,000 times more than the lowest paid guy, right? Every year, it goes down a percent. It goes down a percent. It goes down a percent. Where boom, because by the fifty-year mark, that rich guy who's making that money, he's gone. He's dead. 
Now his younger kids are coming in there, and by that time, that that change in the money isn't going to hurt as much. Because if you try to tell a, a publicly traded corporation that, they're going to tell you, screw you. There's no way. So you have to kind of ease it in there. I I mean, I would like for that to be go a little bit faster. And like, you know what I mean? Like after. But it's, ne- but it's not even going to happen. So how do you think it's going to happen? That well, fast? I mean, we had a progressive tax system set up, you know, you know, when we were dealing with the depression and, and, it, and it went pretty quickly. And it, and it was something that, you know, people were still making money. The rich were still making bank. And it yes. was like all this stuff. All of this can be taken care of. And we can have a progressive tax either by through taxation or through. You know, this, yeah. this, because uh, it's probably a bit more complicated, but what have you, you know? Um, but I do feel that publicly traded companies sh- should do need some regulation yeah, because it's getting so. out of hand. And these kind of hoes, like, they're like, I'm not, it's not my income, it's my um, stock options uh-huh. and all of this. Uh huh. No, none of that. But then, Shut when it, it down. but then when it comes to them crashing, all of a sudden, we got to bail them <gasps> out. No, exactly. So if you, either, all either, of a sudden, look at free market. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That free market argument is gone. How about the, when COVID? COVID hit, like they got bailed out not even a month in. When did we get our $1,200 check or whatever, if you even got it? Yeah, but those, uh, you know what? At the COVID time, I kind of saw it, but this is what I saw from it. I, I think all the stimulus money ended up destroying most people because. Because it was done wrong. Everybody should have got an even cut. What would have happened is this. People would have kept on working and they would have seen this as a, as a supplemental. Uh, I, I think it should have been a pause in the game. I think it should have been a complete, oh, yeah. a complete pause. Mortgage, everybody, everything. everything. Is, listen, guys, mm-hmm. for a year, it's a pause. a pause. Nobody's paying this. And, no. and it's not going to come back. It's not going to fuck you over. You're not have to like pay it back later. But they couldn't because why? Pause. Because the guy's on top of saying, oh, no, I want my money. And, the, and, the, and think, that's what I'm saying. They got it a month in, not even a month in. Well, because capitalist system, huh? when they want it. <laughs> um, but I think the stimulus were hindered us more because what it did, and the unemployment, especially in California, how much money they did. They made How a, long was that for? Like, what, six months? No, 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 no. My homie was at home for two years, not working. My homie was at home for two years, and he. I said, what's up? Making a good job? Hell no. I'm getting paid more to stay at home. So California made it where you were making more money to stay at home, and that's why people didn't want to work. And then you're getting checked. People didn't want to work. So for like two years, people were getting this free money. That, And I told them, it's not free money, buddy. Look how much you're paying in gas right now. Look how much you're paying in rent right now. Look how much you're paying for food right now. All that free money that we thought we got, that the stimulus are getting, nah, they're getting their money, but they're going to get on the back end full, and that's what they're doing. Are they not? You know, I guess, that I, I mean, we didn't come up like that, so I don't know, but um, I think that the the stimul- the the whole COVID uh, situation was mishandled top to bottom. Um, I think that it made a lot of the stuff made sense at the beginning because we didn't know any better. And it was like, fuck, you know, better safe than sorry. And you got to like go, you know, we don't know where it was going. It was scary. Um, the stimulus, like if they, if if that big old, um, not the stimulus, the bailout that the corporations Uh got at the beginning, if everybody would have gotten like an even cut, like 18 and over people, you know, documented folks, 18 and over, everybody would have gotten like 50,000 a piece or something crazy like that. Off of the first one, um, everybody, so everybody would have got rims. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm all like with my Prius, like, huh? you know? <laughs> but it was spinning. <laughs> anyways, if you guys seen my Prius, okay. Anyways, um, I'm all like, no, not that one. Um, but if if they if the if everybody would have gotten a stimulus, if it would have been a pause. If everybody would have gotten a stimulus, um, it, or uh, not a stimulus, but like a, a subsidy, we would right. have called it. People would have kept on working because at that point, people would have been like, well, 
it's not like I'm getting paid, you know, 15 bucks an hour. It's kind of like I'm getting paid $23 an hour. And people would have kept on going, believe me, it would have happened. But that's you thinking. There's a lot of people out there that we got that 50 racks and we're like, on IG, I got 50 racks. They're going to be partying out. Man, that's, that's, I, no, but that's, no, no, I'm just saying if, if everybody would have gotten a piece right. like that, I think what it should have been, it should have been a, a subsidy. Every single month, people should have gotten, like, depending on your family size and what right. have you. And it should have been, like, regardless. You're working, you're not working. I'm making all this bank. I don't need it. Okay, postpone it away. You know what I mean? Donate it to somebody, whatever it is. But if everybody would have broke, gotten broken off, yes, of course you would have had people who would have stayed home. The majority would not have. The majority would have kept on working and, and, and stacking that cash. I I, uh, I think the majority of people that were working, yes. But um, the society that we have right now, the younger people, they don't, not all, but they have much more web bonus than we did. I'm not going to argue with that. Oh, man. I'm not going to argue with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I think that's why I think that we need to start push, pushing like a lot of these things like physical education in the schools. We need to start getting the kids cleaning up the schools, serving lunch. You know what I mean? To caring, caring for the school, caring for the community and things like that to implement a sense of pride and, you know, a community period. Love for each other. You know what I'm saying? I think that would address so many of the problems that were from racial to classes to all kinds of stuff. If we can just like start taking and, and have an even field at least at school can we have where we're like we all pick up trash around here we where we all sweep you know what i'm saying maybe you know where we can convivir and take care of our space together i think that that's something that we could that could resolve a whole lot of problems like this today this this lady called me and we started so it was so funny because i was making other calls so i had this other call over here and then i started getting this call and we got both got crazy and it was what? Oh, 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 it's because, oh, okay. And by the time we were done, she was like, well, I can't wait for you to be in office so that I can come visit you. Well, I know you're going to come visit me. That happens a And lot. it happens when it's called talking. Yes, yeah, communication. You know, it's communication. It's communication. And sometimes like, oh, well, I didn't know. Well, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know either. Okay. And next thing you know, you know, having a conversation goes a long way. I think that we just need to talk more. And that's why, like, I like, I, I enjoy speaking with conservatives because um they like to do that. Uh, the liberals are a little bit more, you know, what is it like? They have thinner skin. And I got raised by like, you know, my dad was kind of like an asshole and stuff like that. He said like, if you didn't, you didn't have a thin skin, like you know, well, that's your fault. And it's like, <laughs> you're bad. So you know what I mean. And it's like, and I was a sensitive kid, but I had to learn to be tough because or else you're gonna be, it's gonna yes. be a whole lot, lot of suffering. It's a jungle out here. At the end of the day, you it's have to. You know, I grew, I grew up in Sun Valley, and like you know. Yeah. Uh, Beastia 1999 Super Chat Thank you my man uh, If you get a tax refund Every year you're considered poverty uh, The poorest in the whole country It means you're not middle class Do not be happy about getting tax refunds It means you're lazy <laughs> you're, not, you're not trying hard enough Oh damn that means I'm not lazy Because their taxes are killing me every damn year I'm tired of these damn taxes man. You know, that means they took out too much out of your taxes That means you probably wouldn't put in your numbers right <laughs> you, you know what There's when I ask people, when I ask people about Trumpito, that's my nickname for Trump. When I ask people about Trumpito, and I've heard people say, I hate him, I dislike him, I say, why do you dislike him? And they, a lot of times they can't answer that question, right? And I'll tell them, I, I, this is my answer to them. This is, this, this, my biggest issue with Trump wasn't all his racial shit, wasn't all that. My biggest issue was that he went in there and bamboozled middle class America. With the tax break that he did. He did the same thing that Reagan did. It was the same playbook. He took the tax uh, from corporations from 35 to like 21%. And now middle class Americans are paying more. We're paying more money. 
the corporations are can i can i can i can i can i huh i don't know I'm, I'm, it's like i'm in class and, and, and the kids are talking back there <laughs> we, so he to me it was like the the robbery of middle class america because the great thing republicans do they sell this to to uh to america if you're rich you wouldn't want them to take your money and they always think well, well hell yeah i'll be rich one day i shouldn't pay that much in taxes if the, if the corporation literally went from 35 percent tax bracket to 21 percent oh but they're giving you jobs when have you ever gave uh, when has a rich guy ever said oh you know what i'm making more money i'm gonna give you money i'm gonna take care of you look what's going on right now they're not taking care of us and that to me was the biggest thing that Trump did to 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 just I mean hurt middle class America and a lot of people, the Republican people that follow me, no, nah, girl, you're wrong. No. It's just like Reagan, the same thing. After that, what happened with Reagan? The rich got richer. And the and the poor, the middle class kept getting with that's what's going on because of those tax breaks as well. And they say, Oh no, they kept it up. Because if he wouldn't get those tax breaks, I think we would have went into the recession that we need to have. We need to have a recession. Because right now we're we've been over the cliff for over a year and we're on balloons. And this thing's going to drop because the moratorium, and let me ask you that, the moratorium on evictions, what's your take on that in L.A.? It's going to it's gonna expire, I think, uh, January 1st mm -hmm. or something, or 3rd. Yeah, we need to, to we need to make sure that um, people are, are left whole. So I think that, you know, the landlords and all of that in rent should be taken care of. And so, they're, like, again, if we would have gotten that, st if, if, if the bailout would have come across the board, you know, these things would have been taken care of. So I think that people who have not been paying rent should get that help to get caught up. Because how are you going to catch up for two years that you haven't paid rent? For whatever reason, some people for reals and some people, let's be serious, you know what right. I mean? They have been taking advantage of the situation. Either way, though, um, the big guys have been coming up so hard that at this point, like, they should have been a and it should have been a hole yeah. and so what we need to do is just make people whole and move forward when it comes down to it and i think that at this point if we're saying that the the pandemic is over then the pandemic is over right let's be consistent yeah. so i think that we need to be consistent and either the pandemic is over so then let's go ahead and do that or the pandemic is not over so then we need those resources being you right. know brought in and 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 people be made whole not just the big guys but literally all, all of them and so that means that people who are renting the garage should be able to figure out how to how to make their their land person you know whole too right for sure for sure and i think that, i think that was a uh, that was that hurt a lot of like small uh, mm -hmm. people who own you disproportionately know? yes yeah. for sure because the big guys maybe they had like a, a 40 unit place and like three four people and they weren't paying rent if you're over here you're just renting your little back house and you're a little old person yeah. and yet the holistas and you can't get rid of them or you got your life savings in a duplex and you yeah. you you and your family went halves on it and said and all of a sudden i know hey, i know people who have had to like straight up sell their house and move away in order to be able to get yeah, you know dude. get out of out of the nightmare situations absolutely uh, people who abuse the system are always going to exist you know what i mean but this is this is like nothing compared to how the big guys For be abusing sure. the system let's get some of those super chats in chris let's see what you got. we got oh there you go bestia thank you for that 499 super chat he said my mom used to work with your mom at aerospace in valencia for nine dollars an hour for over 30 years vote republican when he change okay let's keep going that one I don't know. He's talking about your mom or my mom, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking California, two dollars. Uh, thank you for the super chat. I can't lie. I don't believe in working. I sell dope. Is that an entrepreneur? <laughs> he's an entrepreneur. <laughs> he's like Small that. He's owner. like that meme. Hey man, how do you do all this stuff? I sell drugs. <laughs> uh, I mean, I say legalize it. You know. Oh man, let's go. Oh, we'll talk about that right now. Great. Yeah. See. See. Drugs. Thank you. See, he helped out right there real quick. 
Uh, what was that one? I think you missed one up there real quick. Bestia. Hey, Bestia is in the building. Kicking in. I appreciate that. 490 Super Chat. I'm sorry to say this, but if you get a tax refund, you don't pay taxes, you're considered poor. Sorry. Try harder. <laughs> and Bestia's world, they're all poor. Go, it, wasn't that one up there? Not going to argue with that huh? either. Was that the same one? Okay. Okay. So let's talk drugs, man. Huh? Um, first, marijuana. Should mm -hmm. marijuana be taken off? Uh, I think it's classified as a, yeah. a, a category one. Mm -hmm. All right. Schedule one. Schedule right? one. There yeah. you go. Thank you, Chris. Schedule one. Do you think it should be that or should be voted to be just? We should make it so that federally is legalized. So that way, you know, leave it to the states, I say, on that one. Um, and then um, I think that we're the states will take care of it. Um, I think that it's it makes it so much weird. It, it makes it impossible to run a business if you're in the cannabis business here in California. You can't even, you know, have a bank or they have these other like funky banks that can only exist within, you know, municipalities and stuff. And it just makes it like running a, a, a business harder. And this is like a resource, a, a, a revenue resource that we're just kind of like, you know, Colorado has been able to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't we? Um, and so I think that we, we need, well, as far as like federally, we need to, to make it legal and let the states take care of it. And that way they can also start using the, the bank systems. Yeah. And, they're having issues and with stop the with the banks. being like, you know, rated by the DEA and all this federal right. stuff that can still come on you. So, okay, you have your permits, you paid everything, but let's just say you pissed off the wrong guy, they come and pop your stuff because whatever, because you have a friend that is, you know, in the federal government. Now you go pop your competition. That's not right. Right. And I, yeah, it'll be up to the states, but it'd be nice to... To me, like marijuana, come on, man. marijuana now is is less harmful than alcohol. It's, it's actually it has more medicinal properties than not. You know what I mean? It, I I I smoke pot. You know what I'm saying? And it's given the option between a a, a glass of you know a drink or a, you know a smoke. I I prefer a smoke. We are we are four twenty friendly. You know? and um yeah no yeah, absolutely legalize it. I think that you know it should be decriminalized at at all, at all levels and um yeah. Me and made it so make it so that um let's protect the industry too like I have like with this whole these big guys getting in there and they want to like tobacco eyes it up you know what I'm saying like I, I'm kind of scared about what's gonna happen with with the cannabis let's keep it organic let's keep it small let's keep it accessible how about know? how about the other drugs heroin cocaine um you know I think that um, utilization should be decriminalized and I think that we need to see it as a as a as a health issue and it's really sad and stuff and how people get stuck into some of these drugs especially like some good people that like you have pain issues and they get stuck really hard and in this whole fentanyl thing and that's a whole other thing but like I think that you know this drug problem that we're seeing it's 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 big it's getting bigger and i think it's because we're all depressed i think that this country is in a big depression in many many ways not just economically what? and yeah, we're social being media getting us depressed okay you, yes absolutely i'm so happy that there wasn't this stuff when i was a kid because quien sabe uh first of all the you know the stuff that would have been documented <laughs> and two like uh you know um allegedly uh, uh, allegedly uh, uh, no uh, the i know right <laughs> He used to party back in the day. Uh, they, um, you know, but yeah, no, absolutely. Seeing all of these fake, you know, pictures, even like you see like these girls and oh, they look like this, and then you see them oh, without the filter. Dude, they're a different person. Bro. So it's even it's becoming so unrealistic, and you can't even get like it's it's unattainable because even the people you're looking at, they don't look like. Well, that. I think that that goes into why so many kids are depressed now because they're trying to live up to a standard that isn't real. Yeah, and then they're not doing real world stuff like things like you know like i i you know with my kids like i'm like get off of 
the thing. And, and once I start like, you know, especially with COVID, I kind of like, we let them be on there more because that's how they were socializing. Right. But now it's like, no, 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 you already have your friends. You guys are doing stuff. The difference in, in having them do real world stuff and like the blossoming that I see my children coming out and like wanting to do stuff outside, right? We need to do that more. We need to get people outside. We need to bring, and that's why I do feel we need to address the, the you know, the homelessness problem. We need to get people, you know, clean up our parks and all that good stuff, but we need to have, be humane about it. We need to have good spaces for these people to come into. We need to staff them with good people. We need to do, a, I believe in the Green New Deal and people get stuck on the green part. Well, green is because because like, let's be serious. We're so behind from the rest of the world and going fossil free and going clean energy. And I think it's going to take a really long time and we're not anywhere close. But how about the um, fixing of the broken infrastructure, modernization of the stuff that we could already fix? Um, at the same time, there's guaranteed jobs, there's jobs opportunity. There's, uh, you know, uh, building of buildings that, you know, health centers and areas that right now it doesn't make sense because there's barely anybody out there. But yeah, but these are the, our farmers of America. Shouldn't they be able to know that if they got sick, that they have somewhere to go to and the peace of mind and whatever. And maybe it doesn't make sense to have a hospital running there, but we should still care as America because our corn comes from there or whatever. So that's what, I, you know, a green new deal, similar like the great new deal, which improves so many things that were already existing infrastructure, built all these dams and all of these parks and all of these things that we still this day are still using and created this economy of these people who uh, back then were able to buy the houses and there was loan programs and stuff. None of this stuff exists. It all went away. Good paying jobs, nowhere. Uh, cheap loans, nowhere unless you're like a mega corporation all of these things that used to be like you know these old people be like well you just want this you just want that you know what homie i'll take what you had how about that <laughs> i'll take what you had i want a cheap you know uh, a home loan and and access to be able to buy a house in my community a and, and a good paying job yeah, that's not with benefits that's not too much to ask for at all uh, please that is not too much to pretty ask for please all. you could call me mexican you could call me latinx and you could call me whatever you want in the process deal or deal you know okay. like that's all i want and so you know like uh, i'm a lefty in many ways i guess you know compared to how like, the the politics is now but i mean i feel like i'm very commonsensical when i talk to people yeah, people they're like okay you're, you're you know. still centered there a little bit you haven't fallen too far off the cliff over there at all a ver. let's get the phone numbers up chris let's see uh let's see who we got calling in right now all right let's get the same you ready a ver. Uh, vamos a ver vamos a ver Get this on real quick. Let's get the comments up there. See if anybody got any questions. Keep your dumb questions to yourself. Uh -uh. And by the way, the 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 district is twenty ninth district. It goes from like um, North Hollywood over to Stillmar, Sun Valley, Van Nuys, Panorama City, Mission Hills, San Fernando, East Valley, baby, Panorama City, Valley Village, Valley Glen, um, Toluca, all of Toluca area right there. Toluca Woods, Toluca, West Toluca. Um, a good chunk of Studio City, you know, um, it's the East San Fernando Valley. Um, so if anybody out there, I mean, the 170, basically everything there with the 170 touches, like on both sides, um, that's, that's, that's the district. That's right, the district. Right. Jay, what's going on? You got a question? Talk to us. You're doing good. How you doing, Angelica? Hi, good evening. Um... I, everything you're talking about on the podcast sounds great and everything. I just hope everything goes good for you. I just don't want you to get done wrong like Tulsa Gabbard. 
You know, I, I agree. And with her, I don't agree with a lot of things, but I do agree that she was done dirty and it's really unreasonable to expect for her to be a, a loyal to a party that, that, that let her down. So, you know, I yes. respect her and her decision making. And I'm a little like, you know, like, where is this going? I'm a little concerned because I, you know, I was a fan and, and I still am, you know, in many ways, I don't agree with her on everything, but I do, I do trust that, uh, she's a good person and, you know, um, she was done dirty by the Democrats. That's for sure. Yeah, I agree. One more thing before, because I know you're going to get a lot of phone calls. Um, I might be a little bit off topic, but I don't know if you're going for the Democrat or Republican. I'm conservative. But the party of the Democrat, what I'm, scares me with the, our people, La Raza, we, we vote for that party because we think we're a minority party. But as soon as somebody goes in from the Democrat party, they try to take our our, our religion, our, our, our morals, and then we, then we start complaining. I don't know if you have anything. Mm, I'm not sure I understand uh, what you're, you're coming at, but like, you know, um, I do believe that the Democratic Party has gotten very much loyal to, extre- like, I don't know, um, people with money and like the loud voices, you know, are able to, to sound louder, but um, I do believe yes. that the, you know, on both sides, in my opinion, have gotten really extremist, and I think both parties have left you know, the, the common man behind. So I do agree with that. Well, thank you so much. God bless you. And thanks for the call. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that, my man. Thank you. Jay. Somebody yeah. asked, what do you, Oh no, let's get the call. I'm sorry. Was that Monique? Yes. Okay. Hi. Monique, what's going on? Talk to us. Can you, can you turn down the TV? Right. There you go. Let's do this. Oh, hello. I don't know. I think, I think Monique didn't pay her phone bill. Her. Hello? There she is. You there? Charlie Holmes. She's uh, out of here. <laughs> so somebody asked, uh, what's, what's your uh, opinion? Or what's your take on the... On the this is, they're calling them. Even it's better. Hector, what's going on? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, uh, I want to talk to you about um AOC voting for the for prolonging the war in mm-hmm. Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I giving mean, giving. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, yeah. I mean, when when I'm in Congress, I I do not plan to uh, uh, vote for any war bills or any war spending and increasing uh, the war budget. Um, you know, the in the first time in history, um, we is in what was it twenty. 20- uh, 20, 20, uh, just 2019, maybe, um, we ended officially the war, the war in, um, Afghanistan, but yet, um, our budget didn't decrease. If anything went up, it's the first time in history that we have ever ended a war, um, and not decrease the war budget. So, um, yeah, I would not have voted to approve. I would, I would have, you know, stood, um, and I would have spoken out and I would have used this opportunity to bring attention to um, the needs of our country and our, um, and our communities. And we have, uh, you know, unhoused uh, uh, homeless people like, throughout the country. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, our responsibility is is our countrymen. That's right. You know, there's literally Nazis in Ukraine getting that aid, right? Absolutely. They're, Absolutely. they're, called, they're called Azov Battalion. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I'm not okay with Nazis okay. here, there, anywhere. So <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
I agree. Appreciate the it phone call. Was a it was BS. <laughs> I think Monique, thank you. Thank you. I think Monique's been trying to call. Oh, Monique. You know, Monique? Who knows Monique? All right, Monique, come on. Call back in. Because I'm going to ask you a question, but they're coming in pretty hard right now. At first, they were saying you were giving them AOC vibes, but I, I didn't know she wanted to, uh, to keep the... You know, these some of these girls, they, they vote present, um, they avoid voting, the voting, um, you know, sometimes they they say why they vote the way that they vote. And, you know, I think that we need to be more more strong on, on the issues and explain why we, of we course. vote. What's up, Miguel? Vote. You got a question? Miguel. Talk, talk to us. Hey, um, hey mucho gusto. Uh, it's nice to meet you. It's the first time I ever got to get the honor to actually talk to Angelica, and um, you know, I want to I want to give you a I want to give ask you a question. Well, I want to give you a comment. You know, maybe you can answer, mm -hmm. make it really brief, very straightforward. Sure. All right. So look, um, Gil, he has he's very motivated with a lot of artists. You know, he's a, he's an inspiration. He's he's somebody that you know we we would we would we would express our gift with our voice and with our artistry uh expression like with art or, or words or music what what would you think from the oh, cali mac chicano or whatever you know uh latino like whatever we want to call ourselves rasa right what what do you think a message that you can send to these artists that will want to put up a mural of you or, or spit some some respectful rhymes for you, uh, or do like a, like like an advertisement, mm -hmm. or like like a, a logo or something, a flag, a kind of flag, and have people say, you know what, we we're gonna do this out of our own like gift instead of putting these thousands of dollars. What is, what is your message mm -hmm. for these artists out there that will give their gift for you in order to represent you? Oh. How other well known. Mm. leaders back in the day yeah i don't know i mean I, I i wouldn't ask for that like a mural of myself i think that i would love though to be able I know you're to humble <laughs> i would love to work with artists though to to build murals and to bring art to our community and to to write to to be able to build up you know members of our community who have been doing the work and who have been overlooked for a very long time, señoras that, you know, we, you've seen in our community who have been doing the work and who have been getting overlooked, you know, I think that that would be best. And to be able to bring light to, you know, to just, you know, attention to these artists and, and rise them up. We have a few artists around here, but it seems to be like it's the same ones over and over again, getting all the big, you know, contracts or whatever. Um, so I think that we do need to make, do a better uh, a job of bringing artists out. Um, I would ask uh, if I could inspire art, I would ask for um, an opportunity to collaborate, to be able to bring awareness um, and beauty to our community and not me centered. I think that, you know, when we when we depend or when we kind of like stay be awesome. when we get inspired yeah. by an individual too much and, and the movements grow again around people, um, it's easier to tear them down when those people don't live up to our expectations. So I, I don't want to be put in that position. I don't want to let us down. They could put a mural on me. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take the mural. Let's do this. Uh, Monique, get it in. Hello? Yes, you're finally in. What's going on? Hi, Hi this is Monique. I just want to touch bases on... Um, for topics about how being homeless is and stuff. Yes. 
Um, that would be can, great. Can, because can you turn the can you turn the TV on, on down or whatever you have in the background? Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, I feel like that would be great because I've been homeless for about a year, me and my family, and we do need housing. Mm-hmm. And that would be great for um, to help the community with housing and stuff. Yes, no, absolutely. So like I, we were mentioning before, we know we need to make it so that our actual affordable housing uh, uh, is being built, that we need to break up um, how uh, some of these properties are being bought up by mega corporations and making it, you know, artificially raising up the, the prices in rent um, and basically making it easier for people to get help. I think that you can prevent homelessness by subsidizing a lot of people's rents. And, you know, when you become homeless, all of a sudden you get put in a position where if you have children all of a sudden the you know your children can get taken away and your children get taken away and then get put over the foster system and then the foster parents get like a big old fat check like three thousand dollars a month for each kid blah 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 blah. well what if you would have just given the mom and dad those that money they would have been able to prevent the problem that caused the whole issue to get the kids into foster so i think that exactly you know what i'm saying and so these are the solutions that are common sense and that are cheaper they're you know one could say uh what is it fiscally responsible it, it it encourages and keeps families together you know the whole bit um and so these are the solutions that can really be um implemented and it could be cheaper in the long run and you know keep people housed so i would support and push for these policies and encourage and demand that our local representatives within my district to to get these solutions out there and so yeah i would push for all of that and then more section eight and making it easier um and making it harder for people to turn it down and making it easier for those landlords and stuff to be protected in case you know things go bad or whatever to just make it make sense for everybody because me and my family been homeless in a motel for about a year and it just they said the session eight was frozen and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but Absolutely. And, you know, all of these, all this money that's being spent in, in your guys's you know, hotel vouchers, all of that money could have been going to help you guys subsidize, subsidize an apartment or to and even a house. So you're absolutely right. You the, the, These funds that are already going to you guys could be better utilized. And so, you know, these these solutions are not impossible, um, they, but they need to be worked out. And I would, I, w- I would demand for our local representatives to, to make those uh, solutions a reality. Thank you for the phone call, Monique. Shout Thank you, to, Monique. Um, Gil. Thank you, Gil. We got the channel, and I'll continue to keep watching. Thank you. Appreciate that. There you go. Again, some good phone calls. Uh, cryptocurrency. I don't. I don't think she checked in with Swifty. She's gonna run for Congress. She don't gotta check in. Cryptocurrency. I'm not. You know, I'm not that oh, no, familiar it, with it it. it. it was a guy that was making a comment saying if you checked in with Swift. <laughs> It's, a, it's an inside joke. It's an inside joke. Oh, man. Hey, 949, you called about 10 times. Let's get it in, man. Uh, before he calls... No, he's already he's there. He's there. He wants... I say he. Mr. Tapia, what's going on? You got a question for Angelica? Yes, I do, Angelica. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you for having uh, this important conversation right here. For sure, my man. Talk to us. Okay, uh, so I, I have a few questions. Uh, I just gonna make it really quick. So, what do you think about uh, religion? Are you religious? Do you believe in God or not? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I was raised Catholic and um, honestly, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, I think that there is a higher power. I just by, you know, by what I've been taught and how life has, you know, panned out and what I've witnessed. I really don't know if the yeah. Bible is really it. If, 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 if the, you know, if there is the one and if they are omnipotent and all this, that and the other, because from my experience, it's like, well, shit, if they're if he can do that, then what the fuck? Right. And so I, I would like to think that, um, you know, if there is a God that it's not like the God that we've been taught, like in the Christian way where that they can, they're, they're, everything is for a reason and it, it was all meant to be. And this all happened because of this. I think that, you know, there should be a little bit more room for that. I do believe in prayer and I do believe that um, there is energies out there and I pray really hard and I, and I get amazed by the miracles that I witness and that I experience every day, you know, and how like, just like okay. every day is a choice, you know, but um, yeah. <laughs> So what about the uh, the schools? Um, how they're indoctrinating our kids? What do you what do you, what's your opinion on that? And that's uh, mainly going in uh, LAUSD. Are your kids also in a uh, public school? Or are they in private? School? And when you say exactly. on, when you say indoctrinating our kids, what exactly do you mean? So when I say indoctrination, I'm I'm questioning the uh, social emotional programs that are going on. They're questioning our kids to see if they're suicidal. If they have something wrong with them mm. because they got a bad grade, if they, they're trying to make them think that there's something mentally wrong with them. Mm. And uh, there's this program going on that a lot of people don't know about uh, in the public school. And uh, my question to you, and then to, my last thing will be how many genders are there? And then that'll be it. Bill, thank you for your time. For and, sure. uh, God bless the both. Appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, I do have five kids, and they do go to public school. They all go to LAUSD. Um, I have not been made any aware of any programs that that look into that or yeah, like any of that. Sure. Um, um, so I'm not quite sure. I, my kids, you know, I have five of them, and they still and they sometimes they get backwards. Um, they still this day haven't, you know, um, been put in any sort of program like that. In regards to genders, um, I think that you know, there's uh, you're you know, if we depends like what people mean by gender i think that you know as far as like sex is goes as male and female you're born as such biologically and then there's expression right and um i think that um if i think that we should respect people's expression and and you know and you know my i have an old, a, a child that you know has gone through the whole bit is like you know are we are we we know you know, gender fluid, are we this, are we that, you know, and the whole bit. Um, and I think what it comes down to it is that, you know, people are complicated. And, um, but when it comes down to it, it's like, if, if, if we're not hurting each other, uh, and things are not really like, you know, causing damage upon you, like, you know, we should be respected. And I think that um, it's, it's, I think it's unreasonable to change our whole language. You know what I mean? And, um, and then I think that he, she, they is fine enough, you know, to, to be able to, you to function. me to the left. <laughs> to be able to talk, to, to be able to function just fine. Um, I think that, you know, if, if you're going to go she, he for like the majority of the time, but then like if someone in the room, acknowledge, then acknowledge knowledge you know what yeah, i mean and, you, and be respectful and you know what i mean and and i think that as in my 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 kid when you know they're still you know maybe they're a day maybe they're it's like they don't trip if someone assumes wrong and it's like well okay well, whatever what do you, you know what, what, I mean? what do you think or about, like or doesn't assume what they kind of like you know want to like what do you, what do you think about and i've seen this a lot um like 
And to me, it is indoctrination to it. Um, you see a lot of schools taking elementary school children to field trip to drag queen shows. I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I, I've never seen, I mean, I've never had like that happen in my kids' school. So I don't understand where that does happen. Like, that's, I'm like, my kids can't even get a freaking field trip to the library <laughs> and stuff. Like, you know, they're over here going to shows. Uh, um, but um, I think that there's a time and a place in, in you know, for, for stuff. And I don't know. It depends on, on I guess, on, on the program well, and what the book is. And like, just because someone's a drag queen doesn't make the, make something inappropriate. No, but I'm not worried about the book. I'm yeah. more like, why would you take it on a show? Like, that's, yeah, that's if so it's weird. if it's like yeah, if it's like super like sexual and stuff, it's like well, what's happening? Yes, yeah, yes. What's weird. going on, caller? That is weird. From uh, I'm from I'm from Texas, man. All right, Texas in the building. What's yes, up, Texas. Texas? Talk to us, brother. Hey, hey, man. I just want I just want to say, man. Uh, uh, I'm a huge fan, and and I support you, man. And thank you. And um, I, I'm glad that you that you're speaking for our people, man, and you're sticking you sticking up for us. Cause I see that down here in Texas, and and it's not like that. But but I want to ask you, man, uh, uh, what you, what's your thoughts on that shooting about that kid that got killed by that police officer? Was that the one at the? Uh, there's there's so many of them. Was that the one at the at the? Was it at the food place or which one are you, are you referring yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was. Uh, yeah, he was sitting in his car and they saw did, him. Did he end up dying? Um, no, nah, he's in critical he's condition, in critical I condition. think, right now. Yeah, you know which one he's talking about. Is it the one where like they they find like they had been chasing them and then they found them at the food place? Yeah, but they weren't they weren't chasing yeah. him. What what it was? Let me tell you the story. What it was is they were called for a disturbance for some other vehicle and then when that vehicle wasn't there that cop said oh this looks like the guy i was chasing last night and he went to the car and just opened the door he didn't knock on the window uh -huh. he just opened the door so the kid's oh, like what the hell he started yeah. taking off when he took off he shot him and he shot oh him i think god. like four or six times oh my god yeah this happened about three weeks ago and yeah and um i know the cop yeah. was, i know the, yeah. the cop was charged was charged for attempted murder which i mean he should so I, I I'm yeah. I'm I'm on the cops getting charged. I'm not for every single time, but on this one, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, it makes sense. It, I mean, we have to make it has to be common sense uh, across the board. And I think that it, it we can be consistent. You know, that'll make yeah. the biggest difference. It's it's the lack of consistency. You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I got one more thing to show. Uh, I heard you were talking about your autistic son. Um, I'm actually I'm I'm actually autistic myself. And I've been living by myself for the for the last ten years, and God. and my mom and everyone else like they they look over me and they they watch over me. But but I want to tell you that when you pass away, that your that your kids should be in good arms because I can make it, he can make it. I'm 29 years old. Oh man! And and I can I if, he, if I can do it, he can do it. You know? Oh, that's and, great. And I've and I feel your pain, and I feel your pain on what you're saying. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you for yeah. that phone call. Man. We appreciate that. Bye, mm -hmm. man. Thank you so much. I and love much hearing love that. For West Texas, man. Yeah, <laughs> much love for West Texas, man. West Texas in the no, building. Polly Mac to the day I die, bro. They Yeah. Appreciate you, my man. Oh, man. Don't Oh, I'm sorry, but I got me teary-eyed over here. Oh, man. It takes a lot to get a regular control teary-eyed. I got me teary-eyed. 
So with that, I think we're going to start wrapping this bad boy up because if not, we're going to be sitting here saying, America, show us a piece of your own. Los hombres si Los hombres si Let them know. Angelica, this was great. This was, I truly enjoyed it. I, uh, it was honesty that I, I wasn't really expecting because I saw on the, on your Instagram, it said, uh, progressive democrat and i said oh no it's gonna be one of those and it wasn't one of those you are I'm, I'm sorry but you're not a progressive democrat you're just an honest democrat mm -hmm. i think that i think that's a little bit different because nowadays unfortunately we get turned off and not me me i can have a conversation with anybody right right left whatever it is that's the whole point of having a podcast having mm -hmm. these kind of dialogues right mm -hmm. and what i got from you was no you're a man your inspiration you you're carrying kids uh you got five kids you're running for congress here you got your mask you got your back you're you're an inspiration to latina ladies everywhere i want to thank you for coming on i want you to look at the camera let people know where they can help you whether it's financially whether it's just going and giving out flyers whatever it is right there Okay, well, you can find me at angelicaforcongress.com. Um, check, check out my whole platform. See if maybe that's something you want to get behind. Uh, if you're in the East San Fernando Valley, sign up to volunteer. Um, on the weekends, we go do door knocking. And if you're comfortable having conversations, if not, just leave a door hang uh, hanger and just keep it moving. We need to get the word out there. In 2020, I got a 43.3% of the vote with less than $80,000 without being able to knock on doors with all of these things going on against us. This time around, we want to make sure that everybody knows that we're an option in 2022 we can win so if you are able to donate if you can't come out but you're able to donate click on the donate button um, we spent about 85 cents a vote last time around tony spent about 11 dollars something cents to hold on to his seat so with us you know your money will go directly to uh, our campaign and i'm funded by people like you and me who are just tired of the bullshit and you know, we're just out here trying to do the damn thing. And if you're thinking about running for office, uh, what is it? Uh, Nuri Martinez's office is just opened up over here, <laughs> over there. Um, so if you guys are thinking about running for that seat, hit me up. Um, Angelica4Congress.com. Um, if you're on social media, Angelica4CA, you can find me on most of the uh, social medias. If you have any ideas, um, talent that you'd want to like give us please 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 um we need help with our tiktoks like i know how to point but can you put the words to it oh, um great. you know all of that stuff so like you know if you can help me out you know i look 29 like the district um but i'm not and so i need help in some of these things so you know please please, please do we have less than two weeks left uh, obviously so if you can throw some money our way sooner rather than later i'm trying to buy some spanish ads so help me ayudame um help me out yeah well, give me some of your ads. I'll run them on the on, on Instagram, free of awesome. charge, of course. Uh, and yeah, uh, like I said, thank you so much for coming in. We appreciate you. you. And then Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, we will have Jose Santana from the Yay area. Yeah, you heard it right. Jose Santana will be in the building Saturday night. We'll be going live. With that, Chris, we're out. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hector, thank you, Tapia, 1999. Appreciate you. That was dope. Let's do this, Chris. Yay, that was awesome.